Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Cult Popshire podcast. This is the most anticipated films of 2018. You might remember last year we did a similar thing with the most anticipated films of 2017 and then followed that up recently with the most disappointing films of 2017. My name is Richard and I am joined by AJ and Jeremy here to talk about some films we're looking forward to and some that we're not so much looking forward to this year. We recorded this podcast a few days ago and we spoke for hours. We had so much to say about all these movies that we've had to cut it down and it's still a two hours plus podcast so we cut some stuff talking about some boring films at the start but here we go our jumping off point is going to be talking about Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water enjoy Uh, so came out yesterday but we we haven't seen it yet Uh, Shape of Water one Golden Globe for Best Director. Yeah, and when I saw that Guillermo del Toro had won Best Director, because I didn't watch the Golden Globes, I just saw the news the next day, I was like, he has a movie out? (laughs) Which I'm excited about, because every time he makes a movie, even if I don't super love it, it's always worth watching, except for Pacific Rim. See, isn't it interesting that he can make something like Pacific Rim, which is like the the quintessential disaster blockbuster? It's like a big, dumb action movie for, like, people that think they're smarter than... But, like, the crazy thing about Pacific Rim is that I legitimately tried to watch it. And I sat down and made myself continue. I stopped, and then I was like, no, I need to go back to it and finish watching that. It's still not finished. It's, I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I refer to Pacific Rim as my Schrodinger's movie. Because I've never seen it, and I've only ever heard hot and cold about it. So I'm like, I'm never going to see this movie. Mm. Because I don't I'm, want an opinion I'm, on it. I'm, like, tepid on it. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, but that, yeah, that, that blows out my, my Shape theory. of Water looks like him doing what he's best at doing, which is like a, an animated film with kids, right? Yeah, it's like a beautiful like fairy with kids, tale. isn't it? Didn't they have kids in it? No, no, no. No, you're thinking of a different movie. I don't know what you're thinking of. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, I mean, all the actors, all the actors in the film used to be kids, so you know that's true. No, well, yeah. But um, so Shape of Water, it's got this like beautiful like sea monster that's like all practical effects. Do you know it's already? like one of the it's already the biggest probably the biggest snub at the oscars is um it's not on the shortlist for um best makeup and hairstyling wow but it's like this full it's like body the makeup. makeup and hairstyling film because yeah. it's all because it's practical rather yeah than it's all it's all practical but right. it's not on the on like, we know list. that you did all practical but it just wasn't that good yeah um i feel like phantom three will probably win that but we'll get to that yeah. oh no wait no i'm thinking costume design it'll win costume design um yeah, I'm excited for it. Not usually a huge Del Toro fan. I've never seen uh, Pan's Labyrinth, but... Um, Even I've seen that. I think I've seen it. It definitely didn't... I I, it, I don't think it stayed with me. The only the only Del Toro movie I think of is Hellboy 2. Not even the first one? He didn't do the first one. He did. He didn't. Can you look up if... He did both of them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. I, really? will, I will look it up and you continue. All right. Um, yeah, that's really weird. Um... Like, you're weird, I mean. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Thanks for um, clarifying. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, his speech to the Golden Globes is really nice. Um, I mean, it was kind of... I felt bad for him with Natalie Portman's comment. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And she's just like, here's the all-male nominees. And then he's like, oh, can I still feel good that I won? Because <laughs> he's like a minority. Is it? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, the wrong minority for the night, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, did he drink the first one? He did. Yeah. I, I've always thought that he didn't do the first one, and that's why the second one was so much more kind of eccentric and interesting looking. But I don't even remember. Yeah, it's, nah, it's, probably, um, it's probably because he did the first one. It was a success. And so the studio said, now you can make the one you want to. Right. Yeah. He's not doing the third one. No. Uh, so anyway, uh, also coming out yesterday, we have The Commuter, Liam Neeson's final action movie, supposedly. And then he's like, oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uninterested. Yeah. Okay. Next week, we've got uh, Downsizing, Alexander Payne's new movie. Man, that looked so cool when I first saw the trailer for it. Like, yeah. I was like, what a fresh idea. Look, is it not good? Apparently, apparently it's not. just <gasps> garbage. No. Yeah. I only saw the trailer for that, like, last week. And well, I- you wasted your time, apparently. Oh, the, so- the, the scene with the absolute vodka bottle? Yeah. It's not in the movie. It just looks real cute. Yeah. I'm probably not going to see it yeah. <laughs> now, now because of the reviews, but... Yeah. Man. So, moving on then, uh, we also have Itonia coming out next week. Very keen. Yeah, yep. looks cool. excited for that. Yeah, I mean, like I've heard, like you know how there's the initial round of press about a movie before that's, it comes out. And it's just all positive. Well, yeah, but the, it's and and the initial round of press basically, like it's it's because the movie marketing department has set up a, set out a press release, and everyone just goes, oh, so that's the history that we're going to report, and so all the articles that you read about it just have that version of the history, and then like one newspaper like the, does the next round of the news cycle where they actually go and do a little bit more research on the true story, and they because they're now incentivized to find the one piece that isn't just saying the same thing as everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then they lead off like the backlash against the first sort of version of the of the history. See, I, people have been doing that with the Greatest Showman, right? I include myself in that in mm. that description because the real P.T. Barnum it was apparently a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but isn't I Tonya about like <laughs> like a, a really damaged person who does terrible things? Yeah, yeah but, but, but and again, it kind of glorifies and it makes. But it's a very sympathetic look at her and right. basically shows like you know actually she was kind of the, the the movie apparently would suggest that she's been wrongly you know that she should actually okay. be admired more than she is vilified because she mm. came from nothing and she's this hard scrabble woman who who yeah. wasn't given anything and actually was was hindered quite a lot by the people who were around her but still managed to succeed on like the biggest stage in the world yeah mm-hmm. good performances apparently but apparently i just read today apparently the cgi is real bad for um her like skating scenes because there's like her famous i think it's like a triple axel jump yeah something like that it's like um only like nine people in history have been able to perform it and the only two that can do it currently wouldn't dare do it um in case they like damage they hurt themselves for the winter olympics Right. So it's like they had to do CGI and all the stuff and strings and. That's crazy though. Like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I somewhat follow figure skating. Um, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if you go back and listen to that, I definitely had a pause before I started saying that because I knew that it was going to get this reaction. Now listen. <laughs> Nobody I, knows figure skating better than me. I somewhat follow figure skating, but no, I do. Um, there are quite a number of women in the world who who can do a triple axel now like she was the first woman to ever do a triple axel um it is a dangerous takeoff and landing but 
I I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, maybe there, there weren't enough like white blonde women because who are American and around and available because there are a lot of Russian skaters that can do that. Mm. Well, that's true. Yeah, because well, the thing I've read a couple of times that there's only nine in history that have successfully landed. Maybe it's like right. successfully landed in a competition. Yeah, possibly. Like, maybe um, remember Blades of Glory. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? I've never seen it, but yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Blades of Glory, which, why are they making Itonia? They already made the best figure skating movie. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a trick in that called, like, the Iron Lotus or something. Yeah. And the first time you see it, it's from, like, bootleg live leak footage from, like, uh-huh. like <laughs> 50 feet away in a stadium. And you just see these, like, two figures in the distance do this wacky, like, flip. And they're like, what's wrong with that? Then you see this head fall off. <laughs> so great. The problem, the problem with doing anything, you know, any kind of like figure skating movie or any movie that's that's a true story about a sport that where they compete on a massive stage is it's incredibly hard to fill a stadium for a movie and, mm. and to do something and to make it look like a competition like because it would cost so much money to actually dress a stadium the way that it looks for an olympics and the thing is i Tonya is not a massive blockbuster film it's a character film with one main actress and you've got alison janney as well so you're already paying actresses quite a lot of money yeah. to be in the film you don't have a lot of budget i would say to actually do all of that kind of set dressing because it's a character film not an effects movie mm-hmm. and so doing something that's as specialized as that i just i find it a very interesting proposition because there's very few times i've seen a film that attempts to take you to the olympics or something that's yeah, as big yeah. and actually do it convincingly there's a um in rocky balboa the sixth rocky movie there's like the big fight at the end they literally just got um it was like there was a some title fight going on and they were like all right everyone we're gonna do rocky versus whatever the guy's name is and um they got Sylvester Stallone came out used the exact same crew that were already filming the fight so the like the last 20 minutes of the film was shot like an HBO fight that's amazing and they just like here's Rocky Balboa and it was shot like in Philadelphia and he got this like massive standing ovation <laughs> um and it was like all exactly like on the film whereas if you went to a figure skating crowd today and was like and here's Tonya Harding and we're like boom <laughs> so also um, same day as I Tonya you know it's going to be a tough one to decide what you want to go see because there's also Tad the Lost Explorer The Secret of King Midas do you know that's a sequel Really? <laughs> of course it is. So we, me, me and Richard went to see Coco together. Beautiful movie. And um, there was these trailers for just these movies I've never heard of. When you go to a kid's movie and you haven't been to one in a while, you see what's advertised to the kids. You're like, yeah. what are they making these days? And there's one called Tad the Lost Explorer. And it just looks like... <laughs> piece of shit man it looks, it looks so like straight dumb. to dvd early 2000s style animation yeah and like it's, it's, you actually just can't describe it it's just horrendous this is the thing that i've noticed and and actually going through and looking through some of the films that are coming out this year i people have taken the success of ice age and like all the pixar movies far too much to heart and now there are whole animation studios that are taking and trying to basically do an illumination and break in with a really with a really good movie and there's so many terrible kids animated films coming out that yeah. you're like they've just got famous actors because they can have them in for two days and give them a paycheck yeah and the famous actors do the voice and because the famous actors in it you're like oh that could be good but it's just terrible just to paint the picture of what this movie looks like as well jeremy it doesn't look like it was animated in america like the characters have american accents but it looks like it was made in like belgium or something yeah. <laughs> like like yeah and, and so it's like like in, in belgium it's super popular it's tad's back but um belgium as an example it's not that's actually- really it's it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating <laughs> 
fascinating like twist on the uncanny valley yeah like yeah, i don't yeah. believe that this cartoon is american yeah. Like, yeah i don't believe that this cartoon character is actually authentically american speaking of which i only just just found this out like an hour ago and i was gonna tell you aj but i thought i'd say it with a podcast do you know they're making a sequel series to the boss baby called um the boss baby back i think it's called back in business and nolan north is voicing um <laughs> the boss baby nolan north is like the voice of um uh, nathan drake in the uncharted games he's like a video game Oh, but, but, but huge video game voice. Thank you for yeah. all the context you had to give me. <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, he's like in every video game. But um, yeah, it's coming straight to Netflix later in the year. Fantastic. Um, so, 1st of Feb, um, Molly's Game. Should be good. I don't, I'm not really anticipating it, but I, I know it'll be good. I don't know Molly's Game it. looks like one that's trying to shoot for the Oscars, but I don't think we'll get in. Oh, no, there's no... I mean, it's, it's, they're releasing it at exactly the opposite end of the year to right. a realistic Oscar-run movie. Right. Um, I'm well, very- no, it's, it's Oscar season for us, though. Like, it's already out in the States. I, our Oscar oh, season Oh, no, that's right. Sorry. No, no, it's, it is. It's because yeah. it is nominated and everything. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yes, you're right. 100%. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's Sorkin writing and directing. Yes, so it's directorial it's, Dubois. Oh, really? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, I've, I've heard reviews of it and they're like, it is just Sorkin on top of Sorkin. Mm. But they're saying that the characters, I mean, there's a reason Sorkin is such True a- story, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a reason why he's such a well-known screenwriter. Yes, he has his own ticks, but he also writes fantastically and writes films that are... So, I mean, apparently it's really good and apparently... Um, which, yeah, thank you. I was just like, which which ginger-haired actress am I talking <laughs> about here? Um, Jessica Chastain is apparently amazing, which is should be a surprise to no one. Um, I'm, I'm, I am anticipating it. As, as the trailer started, and this was back when I first saw the trailer when all I knew about like the big movies that people were talking about in Oscar season were the titles. It started, and I was like, oh, is this Lady Bird? Or maybe it's I, Tonya. Like, <laughs> is it Shape of the Water? Then it was like Molly's Game. I was like... I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> I haven't seen anyone talking about it. Uh, and we've also got, speaking of um, Oscar films that year, uh, that day we've got Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go see this one in the cinema. It's it's one of those like afternoon, same same kind of thing I did with um, Call Me By Your Name and Three Billboards. It's just like, go by myself. First time I ever go to the movies by myself. I would recommend it. Oh, it's um, so good. I went to the movies by myself to see Epic Movie in um 2000 so you do that wrong <laughs> you do it wrong you um, go to see movies i don't recommend yourself. i don't see why you guys love it so much i thought the movie was shit <laughs> Is, um, <laughs> other movies i've seen by myself kangaroo jack <laughs> scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed batman v go. superman dawn of justice see what happens really? what yeah. happens aj is that you're meant to go when you go to see movies by yourself you go because you can't convince anyone else to go with you and you haven't but, thought of your friend richard jeremy oh that's right because because you're like i this is going to be a really good complex drama that doesn't look good to anyone else because they don't have the patience for this kind of movie and that's why you go see movies by yourself you don't go to see movies by yourself where no one will go with you literally because it looks like the stupidest film that has ever been committed to celluloid um i mean i disagree but i respect your your opinion um i respect your right to have an opinion i do not respect your opinion um yeah fan of thread looks good I, I actually haven't seen I'm, I'm, any of the last three films that star... DDL? Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. We were talking about this the other day. I don't think I've ever seen a DDL film. Because I, I didn't see There Will Be Blood. Oh, sorry, I watched the first 10 minutes and I was like, when will this get better? And I, then I, I just, like There Will Be Blood. And then I decided it wasn't going to get any better. I I've think seen, I was watching it on a movie, on an on a airplane though. Have so. you seen Lincoln? You haven't seen Lincoln? I haven't seen Lincoln. You haven't no. seen Lincoln 9 or There Will Be Blood? No. Those were his last three films. I, I can't believe that 9 was one of his like five films that he's going to do in his whole career. Yeah. 
<laughs> and there's the ballad of jack and rose which is like just some romantic movie that his wife directed. he's like yeah i'll be in it i, I would love that if it was like fan fiction of titanic <laughs> you know, apparently he has like horrible taste in tv his favorite tv show is naked and afraid Darren Douglas just like sits down and is like, oh, what are the real housewives doing? <laughs> um, oh, what's Sheldon doing? I, I can't mean, wait to see the next episode of Big Bang Theory. Of young I'm, Sheldon. I'm more excited about Paul Thomas Anderson directing Phantom 3 than I am about uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Here he goes. Um, because when, what was, what was PTA's... I respect the Inherent artists. Vice. Inherent Vice. I didn't see that one, but I sort of discovered PTA during... Like his, well, he hadn't made anything for ages. I think when I started, when I got into. When did you get into him? I thought you were saying uh, like, I discovered PDA. PDA. And I was like, what? I want to say twenty fifteen. I watched a bunch. PDA Master. Watch. I watched the Master last year, which was, by the way, have you, have you seen the Master, Jeremy? No, I started watching it. Some of the best acting I've ever seen in a yeah, movie. Yeah, fuck yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, okay, but so I, I watched. Made- I watched Punch Drunk Love, um, Magnolia, Boogie Nights. I think another one. I'm not remembering. Hard Eight. No. Maybe I didn't, didn't see another one, but I watched like those in quick succession oh, yeah. and got real into him. And then, yeah, so. I, 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 one holidays watched all of his films, but I haven't seen him here advice yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good to read him. Um, another film that was on my list it actually comes out at the end of Jan, um, a futile and stupid <clears throat> gesture. That's the, um, making of national lampoon. Um, it coming, coming straight to Netflix. It's treated by David Wayne. It looks, I, I, I'm real into it. It looks real cool. It's one, um, like John McHale's playing Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, and um, but that, it's like all these, that is a very interesting. But it's decision. like all these actors that like don't look like yeah, they, real, they make a joke they, about they, them in, the, in the trailer. There's um, come with the guy's name, but he plays Gene Parmesan in um, Arrested Development. But he's like going around being like, oh, so this is what happened when I was younger, and it cuts to Will Forte, and he's like, now nah, you're gonna say that like these people don't look like the real actors, but like you think I look like Will Forte when I was like 27? How do you think Will Forte is 27? But it's interesting that they have this like flash forward to this older guy because um, potential spoilers for a futile and stupid gesture but doug kenny died when he was like 35 no no and like the, the, the actor like the guy he's playing died when he was like 35 but they have like a present day one that's a very strange decision yeah <laughs> this movie sounds odd and <laughs> it's, not it's like like one i'm in anticipating i don't understand it and i don't care um <laughs> 8th of feb my birthday we've got 50 shades freed I haven't seen the, the most recent one. The one thing Duncan. I would say about the Fifty Shades movies, I haven't seen any of the movies. Is there a good birthday present, Richard? But you haven't seen I, any porn movies. I have not seen any of the Fifty Shades series. Oh. Um, what I would say about them, though, is they have impeccable taste in theme song. I have loved okay. each of the theme songs of each of the films. Love me like you do. What else is the? Um, I don't want to live forever. Didn't Beyonce do one? No, they just slowed down crazy in love. Okay, yeah. Um, and then the latest one is Liam Payne and Rita Ora, and it's a it's a banger. I'm loving it. Mm. All right, we'll check that out. What's yeah. a better example of um, critically panned movies with good songs? The Hobbit trilogy or the Fifty Shades trilogy? Or Space Jam? Or Space Jam? Space Jam wasn't critically panned. It Everyone was. loved that movie. Critics didn't. Oh, critics can get fucked. Um, hey, I'm a the Hobbit movies. The, the Hobbit movie just says Icy Fire though. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Alright, anyway, we're going to start a domestic... Um, also that day, we've got Loving Vincent, the like... Oh, the painted movie. Yeah, I'm really... I'm, I'm quite excited to see I that. won't see it, but I like the fact that they did it. Yeah, you know, you know about this, I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Um, but, also, I mean, you can explain it if you want. No, I do know about it, that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's a film where the, basically they shot this film and then gave every frame of it to, like, artists and got them to 
basically rotoscope it, but with oil paintings done in, in the, the style, style of Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. So that's that's going to be good. Um, also, we've got Mute that uh, was on my list. I don't really actually know that much about it. I don't even know if there's a trailer out. Um, but Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son, who directed uh, Moon, Source Code, Warcraft, um, bit of a mixed bag of <laughs> films there. But um, it's his like, return to the sci-fi genre, and he's doing a spiritual sequel to Moon. And it's got Paul Rudd in it, and he's got a big moustache. How big? Pretty big. Sweet. Enormous. Fifteenth <laughs> uh, of Feb, controversial um, one here. Um, Black Panther. I know, AJ, you're not looking forward to it. Oh, I'm. I'm. It doesn't. Uh, it's it's annoying because it's like you're racist. No, okay, I'll address that right up front. I didn't want to. I didn't even want to talk about it because we shouldn't. I didn't even want to talk about Black Panther. It doesn't deserve to be talked about. Um, in my opinion, it's not a movie for us. People aren't really saying this, but I think it's pretty shameful that 17 Marvel movies and we haven't had a female lead one and we haven't had a non-white man lead one yet and so we've barely even had a non-chris lead one yeah and so while i'm i'm happy that they're doing a a, a, like a african-american superhero movie like it doesn't it just looks like a phase one marvel movie and maybe that'll be good i'm okay with phase one yeah like i i'm so bored with mid-phase marvel movies i'm just like okay we get it like actually introducing properly introducing a new character and also not being an origin story yeah and doing a banging job of Mm -hmm. introducing you to like a whole new kingdom and like when i saw the trailer for that i was like oh yeah that looks awesome i am just super excited for this film yeah the the trailer didn't get me like that but just everything about it gets me quite excited but it's one that i'm managing my expectations i'm not like mm. actively excited about it but i know i'm really gonna enjoy mm. it i'm, I'm reserving I'm, I'm my expecting to really it. enjoy it i'd say yes yeah, i'm probably the same as you i i didn't really i didn't think the trailer was anything special uh-huh. but i'll i'll go but then I, i'm i think it was i saw the second trailer actually in the cinema and i was yeah. like this looks fucking incredible that's the thing i saw it i saw it in the cinema and yeah. i was just like it's gonna be so good yeah but ryan kugel is amazing michael b jordan's amazing yeah uh, and yeah they've got good cast uh chiwetel edu no uh sorry um you can do chadwick boseman chadwick boseman thank you do you just mix up black actors with with ch first names (laughs) thank you very much i guess guess they have one it is is chiwetel edu4 isn't it no it's chadwick boseman chiwetel edu4 is playing scar and oh that's right that's the other big cat related movie he's in <laughs> <laughs> alright they share more than just one characteristic then yeah, the they're CH. both styled CH and they're both playing cats alright um, so also that, uh, that day we've got Ladybird I'm really excited for it <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm annoyed Ladybird came out so late here because I wanted to take my sister to it but now I can't yeah I know absolutely nothing about the film but I know that I'm going to enjoy it yeah because everyone's just like it just yeah it seems amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, 22nd of Feb I don't know if you guys would know about this one as much Game Night the, yeah, the the Jason Bateman, Rachel right, McAdams one. Yeah, so it's like, oh, we're having a family game night. Like, get all the couples together. And then um, they're like, just so you know, shit's going to go down. And then, like, some people break in and kidnap them at gunpoint. And it's like, is it real? Oh, it looks stupid. That's like, that's basically just like the game, which is an old Michael Douglas film where basically he signs up. Like, he's a bored, really rich um, executive and he's really bored with his life. So his brother gives him this like present, which is being part of this game, which is a psychological game. And basically his entire life gets like completely ruined and he's brought to like the edge of insanity. And then he like actually spoilers for the game uh he jumped i want to see the game oh okay i won't i won't spoil it for you but basically like it the whole thing is going 
is this still part of the game or has he been taken advantage of and right. yeah and, it, and they um because david fincher right I think it's the only Fincher film I haven't seen. Really? I, yeah, it would, sure make, it would definitely make sense if it was yeah, Fincher. Right? Sure I don't know. Fincher. I watched it when I was way too young. <laughs> yeah. um, I, Game Night looks more akin to something like uh, Rough Night, that, that yeah. Scarlett oh, Johansson no. movie okay. that came so out. So they're not actually year. delving into It's a comedy. Of, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a hangover-esque, like, Bleh, let's push it to the extreme okay. comedy kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, first of March, film stars don't lie in Liverpool. I feel like you would you would like the cool. title. Yeah, yeah, I like the title, but, um, but yeah, I I think it's pretty supposed to be pretty good. It's one that came out a wee while ago in the states, okay, um, or in the UK. Don't know enough about it. Fifteenth uh, of March, Tomb Raider. Oh man, <laughs> very interested. I've got my family has a, has a very interesting relationship with Tomb Raider because they the, the games were like very important to to me and my brother and my dad like when I was growing up. Like that there, there was like I think. Tomb Raider 2 was one of the only games my mum ever played. And, like, so, like, those games are very, you know, ingrained in our, in our family's culture. Um, the movies I remember going to see, I think I saw the first one, the um, Angelina Jolie one. And it's, isn't it interesting that, um, so this new one that's coming out, it's, I don't know if it's completely based on, but it's heavily inspired by, like, the rebooted phase of, of Tomb yeah. Raider games that they're in now. And it's interesting because... Um, the rebooted phase of Tomb Raider games is in turn inspired by Uncharted, who obviously, even though Uncharted came out after the original Tomb Raiders, it's clear that they took a lot of what Uncharted was doing and repurposed into a new Tomb Raider. And yet an Uncharted movie has been in development hell for, for like, since the first move, since the first game. Yeah, well, and it's making some pretty big strides that's, now. That's true, it is. But yeah, I think and, it and should be this, out next year. Yeah, yeah. And this, this Tomb Raider one is like already cranked out another one despite yeah I only just found out that Alicia Vikander is married to Michael Fassbender oh best story ever you know they met in New Zealand when they were filming um slowest uh, no 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 uh oh gosh I watched the movie and it was just torturous um no 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 it was they basically with a a couple who lived in a lighthouse um the lighthouse couple yeah yeah. (laughs) might as well be um i thought the movie was gonna be super good because it was both michael fassbender and alicia vikander and the problem was that you started out like having seen the trailers thinking that it was going to be a certain type of movie but realizing that it was definitely going to be like something a little bit different and there was going to be a twist and then the movie played out exactly as you thought it was going to be and you're like oh okay Hmm. Uh, what what about will you light my way as a title but uh, if it came out in 2018 it'd be called Will You Light My Way well, if, if AJ wrote it yeah, yeah. anyway uh, 22nd of March we've got Pacific Rim Uprising uh, AJ yeah. you're probably not going to see it no could you see this could you see the okay, second one yeah, yeah. yeah watch sure. the second one yeah. and like and, and just and do it, go into it completely cold and just be like does this make sense as a standalone movie I will do that <laughs> we all look forward to reading your review <laughs> just as much as I'm sure you look forward to reading it yourself yeah um <laughs> thought i was gonna say writing it but no um you got me, man uh yeah john boy it's it's interesting the trailer is very like flat mm-hmm. it's all it's all very just well lit no, sh- no shadows whereas like the first one's like quite good cinematography and looks quite nice well, who's directing this one some dude oh real it's one of those like who cares i don't know he and probably here are like- all the men who directed films this year <laughs> um yeah john boyager's like yeah, they, they've all kind of done like all the like um, Star Wars stars have done like, you know, their one sort of 
you've done Star Wars now do your second film and his has taken the longest to get off the ground True. except for Oscar Isaac who just continues to be like oh I did another movie and it's also awesome yeah. I did another movie and I'm also incredibly weirdly good looking now check out X-Men Apocalypse oh yeah that was, that was his one that was, that was his like blockbuster but wasn't Ex Machina his post Force Awakens movie no that came that out before pre- um, I still haven't no, seen no one, that. no one talks about it but the you know they're like I'm holding for General Hux at the start of Last Jedi. It's just a nice wee ex-marketer reunion. Mm. I've heard people talk about that. It's true. (laughs) What's the next one? (laughs) All right, 29th of March. Big day. Big day. First, you've got Blockers. The John Cena Leslie Mann comedy about where they oh, find out. I just watched the trailer for that. They find out their kids are having sex and they're like, "Let's cock block them." Jeremy, I think you'll like it. It looks real funny. I actually, I saw, I saw the title of this and I saw who was in it, like Leslie Mann and John Cena, and I'm like, basically, this is like a continuation of kind of the whole the change up. This is forty mm. train wreck kind of like everyone has kids. It started yeah, out yeah. everyone's. Like singling it in together, everyone's got together and have kids. The next phase was everyone's got young kids, and now everyone's like got older got sexy kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's I, the sexy kids trilogy. I just, I just love these movies. I, I know I can recognise when they're stupid and not that well made, but I just, I still laugh at them. So, um, same day we have got Early Man, New Ardman. That movie seems like it's been coming out for decades, man. I remember hearing about Early Man like I feel like twenty twelve. I probably didn't. So, 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 so I don't know years. anything about it. It's 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 the it's Wallace and Gromit, Ardman, Ardman's new film. Oh right, okay, it's about um, cavemen. But it just it, I feel like I've been seeing it for for yonks. Well, man. it's because it was didn't they have the whole caveman thing like as a TV thing in the UK? Ardman, it was like one of Ardman's first things was the cavemen um, shorts. I don't know. Yeah, I think they had creature ca- comforts. Pretty sure that yeah, pretty sure they had caveman shorts. Hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, also, that day we got Peter Rabbit. Oh, Would be, I, I used to love Peter Rabbit growing up, but James Corden. Oh. The, okay, the problem with Peter Rabbit, and, and what's interesting is that um, uh, one of someone I know actually cut the trailer for the cut, cut the trailer for Peter Rabbit, um, and I originally I saw the trailer. She was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm cutting the trailer for Peter Rabbit. It's really exciting." And um, I saw I saw it. And I was like, this is so bad. The editing's amazing. Oh my gosh, this trailer is so terrible. Like, I do not want to see this movie at all. And then I worked up the coverage the, the courage to tell her i really didn't like it and then she was just like oh no which one did you see and i saw the american trailer so we're getting the american trailer which yeah. basically makes it look like peter rabbit is like the uk version of a frat boy who like it's like a frat boy comedy where they ruin a frat house and you know and i just it's so not peter rabbit yeah. it's so not beatrix potter it's so far away from the spirit of what Be- beatrix potter actually wrote that i just i don't even want to see it. well i think it's 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 paddington syndrome right because you could say the same thing about paddington but people love it like that's a that's a classic being modernized with no 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 because the thing is the spirit paddington of paddington amazing is, though yeah that's what i'm saying paddington it's, it's is like, but paddington is amazing and the character of paddington is still completely true to who he was that's in true. the book like the core character of paddington um and you know whereas they've got james corden voicing peter rabbit oh i hate james corden man <laughs> i don't like him i don't like his show don't like his vibe yeah i don't like carpool karaoke no um, who likes carpool <coughs> karaoke that's gotta be oh the my worst gosh. oh my god after two of them i was like i'm done i never want to watch <laughs> i hate one that it, it still makes the news whenever there's a new one <laughs> La, yeah anyway i won't tell the stories about that um Ready Player One also comes out the day. 
One of my most anticipated. Type of, I put yes, on my list. please. Yeah, you've so you've read the book, Jeremy? No. Right. Did you listen to our podcast? No. For last week? No. Oh. Pretty because I didn't want heavy. spoilers. It yeah. was real good, dude. That's um, fair if you don't want spoilers. AJ yeah. reviews his own work again. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to replay one. They they cannot be. I mean, I've, I've recorded a whole podcast about it, but they cannot be ad- ad- um, uh, adapting the book well based on the trailer. Oh, really? There's stuff in the trailer that it's like this just is not in the book or completely goes against massive chunks of the book. Um, but the book isn't. Incre- it's, the book's incredibly enjoyable, but it's not enjoyably incredible. Um, mm. It's not a very good book, Jeremy. Right. Okay. Yeah, but it's like, but oh my God, I love the hell out of it. Right. Every second. Is of it because you love the concept? Because I think the yeah. concept yeah. is incredible. Yeah, I really buy it. And the idea, the idea behind it, I think, is incre- it's, it's very cogent for today in terms of us looking forward to like, what are the patterns that we're establishing with like YouTube celebrity and like just just you know basically living an online life well and, and, and also life. the the whole like nostalgia thing of it yeah um but yeah which i i think because the book is like isn't all this stuff cool whereas i think the film has the opportunity to be like you're too obsessed with this stuff get over it mm. and so I, I hope they kind of do that a little bit and then the, and then this can be this would be like a nice final chapter to this nostalgia boom and like give us some more original ideas uh 12th of april uh wrinkle in time I like I like the I like everything about it except for how it, like the actual how thing. it looks. Well, yeah. not like more like the cool an original film a Disney kind of like original film. it's not original. You know what I mean? Like it's not a sequel. It's a book adaptation. Yeah, I don't right? know. You've, it's the first time they've done an adaptation yeah, yeah. of the book. And and like it's it's a throwback to to um, a very Disneyish movie that they haven't done. I feel like they haven't done for a while. Would you agree with that? Maybe not. Anyway, I just don't think it looks very interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently in, it's quite bad. A Wrinkle in Time, the book is is amazing, but it's amazing in a way that is very literary, and I just can't imagine a way of actually turning that story because it's very, yeah, it's just it's the concepts that they play with in the book. Uh, you can play with them because it's a book and you can establish like how different characters see things and how they're interpreting something which doesn't often translate well into a film where you have to show things and you can't just have characters saying I think this or I'm seeing it like this Um, I don't from looking at it it, it, the visuals the way that they're like sort of everything's like highly colour saturated and all that sort of stuff it just looks like basically the shack but like a secular version of the shack. Sure. Mm. Yeah. And Oprah in a movie, I'm no, I'm not keen. But for president, hell yes. Oprah oh, AJ, A woman can be powerful without having to run for president. Oh, sorry. Um Yeah, Rampage also comes out that day. The Dwayne Johnson video game I adaptation. Mean, could could this be the film to break the video game curse? <laughs> Probably Duncan not. Jones can't do it, no one can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's so annoying because it's like it just it, looks so stupid it looks so stupid but to say it's stupid is like well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is this is what the rock is the best at doing yeah, yeah is but- taking stuff that you're like that's gonna be so stupid and then you go to it and you're like <laughs> i know it's stupid but it's so good do you like yeah but except baywatch baywatch oh. is fucking terrible um is it? Is it, uh, what i'll say is i feel like it might not be the the video game movie to break the video game curse but um, 
it might be the first video game movie that it like it like achieves what everyone thought it was going to be. Like it won't disappoint anyone yeah. because the Rampage games are as silly oh, as the as the movie looks. Yeah, probably even sillier. Maybe that's what people like about it. They're they're very cartoony and mm. yeah yeah. So again, this is New Zealand release dates, but twelfth um, of April apparently we have New Mutants coming out, even though it got delayed by like nine months. Um, so. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that New Mutants has been delayed to like February, February twenty nineteen? Yeah, and there's a there's a trailer for it, and <laughs> Solo <laughs> is coming out pretty soon. <laughs> yep. Um. So uh, then we have an actual original film, not based on a book, um, Isle of Dogs. Oh, cool! Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, that looks really cool. Like, a, like a, it looks like the. Um, Spiritual sequel to Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, so it's not original. It's a sequel. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Isle of Dogs? No, trailer? what is it? New Wes Anderson film. Stop, oh, great. Stop motion animation. Stop motion oh. kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Really cool. I mean, I've... The thing is that Wes Anderson has for years been making, like, regular movies that look like stop motion. Hmm. So... As what, have you seen Fantastic Mr. Oh, yeah, Fox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it looks yeah, exactly like... I haven't just, seen oh, right. Fantastic yeah, Mr. Cool. Fox. But, um... <gasps> yeah, so I'm, good. I'm, I'm a fee on Wes Anderson. I, I think I because I never really got into him. I'm part of the like, ugh, stop talking about him, stop trying to imitate him. Mm-hmm. Um, but without actually being fully on board with him myself. Twentieth mm-hmm. uh, of April, we've got God Particle, a Cloverfield movie. You guys aren't as interested, so I'll just leave no, it. I, I mean, why wouldn't like Cloverfield's done? Not really. Well, it's, I want to say it's done no wrong so far, but. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. I, I'm, I, I, I love following these movies more yeah, than yeah. I love watching them. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, 25th of April, we're getting it like a week before the states. Avengers: Infinity War. I'm just so unabashedly excited for this movie. There's like not really much I can talk about it. I mean, I. It's just an addiction now for me. It's like, yeah, of course I'll see it. Of it's course like, I'll see it as soon as I can. Of course I'll probably enjoy it. It's like the Star Wars films. Well, I feel like Star Wars has more um, like his- direction. Yeah, maybe like right. Star Wars feels more special. When, like, it's still, like a through line. To, to Star be fair, Wars. there have been way more Marvel movies than there have been Star That's Wars true. movies. So maybe in five years, I'll be like, oh my gosh, Star Wars. I'm movie. very after the after this last movie. I'm very interested in like when is when is when is the time going to be that I'm not going to watch a Star Wars movie when it comes out because I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't need to because I'm not even there with Marvel yet. I'm, like, I'm I, I mean I've been there with Marvel for a couple of the offshoot movies. Actually, like, I didn't yeah, yeah. see Ant Man. Like I won't I won't see a couple of the Marvel movies that. Came out this year i'll see infinity well will i see infinity war i mean i still haven't seen the um i haven't seen justice league it's different you're not missing much do no you? no and, and that's the thing but like infinity war i saw the trailer when i went to see star wars and i was just like oh here they all are yeah they're all here now just like in civil war but they're here for longer and and it's like they might as well just call it avengers all of the things yeah yeah well i don't know i've i've got no reason to the trailer's well made. Who's directing? Uh, uh, the, Russo Brothers. Yeah. So they did the Captain America, Captain America 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also James Gunn is like overseeing the Guardians as well. One thing that I want to point out um, is, does anybody else think it's weird? And Justice League did this as well. The overlap of um, character movies and their team up movies. So Wonder Woman and Justice League came out in the same year, but the Justice League trailer and the Wonder Woman trailer were both out before either movie was out. And that was weird to me because 
you know Wonder Woman's set before it and of course Wonder Woman lives but from a you know it survives her own movie but from a pure storytelling perspective it's still kind of bad storytelling to be like she survives this don't worry she's gonna be in the yeah, sequel yeah I mean it's I think that's a bad example because Wonder Woman we already know she survives it sure, because it's, she's it's a, a prequel. Movie also, also any superhero is going to survive any movie that they're like named in. I know. Well, it's I interesting. Know well, no, they no, are, because there is I'm a saying... thing of like that the trailer for Avengers Infinity War, which came out after Thor Ragnarok, has a spoiler for Thor Ragnarok in it. Yeah, and while Thor Ragnarok was still at the cinema. And I'm, and what I was getting at as well is that Black Panther. Eye. But the thing Spoilers is, that, like, this just shows you Marvel know that you're on the hook. You're going to see all the movies anyway. They don't actually need to create tension. And this was the problem with um with the last Avengers. It's just that there's, I, I just felt that there was a complete lack of tension. It was just like we're making this movie because you're going to go see it, and we need to make a movie that's you know two and a bit hours long. And that, you know, bad things happen. The good guys think they're not going to... Oh, and then the good guys figure out a way to do it. Like, there's just literally no tension or stakes in these films anymore. Oh. They, because the good guys have to well, win. Well, they're probably going to kill someone in Infinity War. But, there's so, so, well, but the problem is there's so many characters <laughs> that you're supposed to be rooting for. It actually doesn't matter if you kill off a couple of them. If they don't kill someone from the original, maybe, like... But again, know, seven movies, then it'll be kind of they'll those. kill Iron yeah. Man, right? Because he well, doesn't want to do it anymore. Like you know, I don't and, know if that's that's official. Well, you know, we're, we're getting nine straight years of Captain America in movies from his first from the first Avenger up until Avengers Four. Presuming he's in Avengers Four, which set photos of shiny is. Mm. Cool. Fun fact. <laughs> I just I but you guys be after this com- after this conversation I just cannot believe again that you are this into Marvel. I'm like, running out of things to say about Marvel. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. Like, I, I go watch every single one, and I feel the same way walking out that I did walking in. Like Thor Ragnarok, I was like, "Yep." I I said it on the thing. I was wound by it. I'm not. I I, I have such high expectations. I like. I have such high expectations for them, and they just meet them. I I, I don't sit there like holding my sides you know like cheering i'm just like cool this is exactly what i what i want what i need it's like it's the thing of like it's an addiction it's a like high and then the because i've had it so the many high times isn't now, high anymore. the high isn't very high anymore but it's still like the better than, on, like, the, on the one hand so I'm you're a, gonna start getting to like bootleg avengers snuff because you need the high <laughs> <laughs> on, on the one hand i'm excited because because I thought all three Marvel movies last year were some of the the best they've done in, in a while, like probably for two or three years, um, like in a, in a row, I should say. Like I thought Guardians, Spider-Man, Thor were all like some of my favorite Marvel movies. So in that sense, I'm like, why should I be doubting Black Panther and Infinity War? Because they both, you know, they're, Marvel's on a Don't high moment. But I would say that I'm more interested in uh, Guardians, Spider-Man and Thor as... Properties. entities yeah. in of themselves and that's probably why i was more excited and enjoyed them more than well in the interest of moving right along mm-hmm. uh we also have coming out that day last flag flying i'm kind of interested in this movie i don't know if you guys know about it it's steve Carell, lawrence fishburne sorry ojo and um brian cranston uh and so like they play like three war vets who one of their son dies and they all like sort of come together to transport his body across the country and it's um Richard Linklater directed it came out in like early November in the States and we get 25th of April so yeah no I've seen, I've seen I've seen like a poster for it apparently yeah. it's it's not as funny as the marketing has led it 
to play. Right, yeah. No, it's, it's it just looks like it looks series. like one of those like somber kind mm. of like and it's good actors in it and yeah. yeah. Um for Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> third of May we've got um Bloom or Blumhouse's um Truth or Dear. Have either of you guys seen the trailer for this? Yes. It's like Yes, yeah. You it's like you play a game of Truth or Dear. It's like you have to do the truth or you die. It looks it's like the kind of thing you would like get drunk and be like let's write a film guys <laughs> what if, what's a horror film ah oh, the truth of the dear but it kills you yeah it looks like just just go out watch the pause this now watch the trailer jeremy once you've finished go home watch the trailer it just looks fucking stupid it looks like it'll make a good night for a couple of like i don't know like 12 to 15 year old kids who are having a sleepover and they get Truth or Dare on DVD and yeah. watch it with it, it looks, it looks so silly. Yeah. Like, um, 17th of May, another like silly horror movie. We've got Slenderman. That, that was, the trailer was pretty interesting for that because... The whole the, the, the game is based around atmosphere, but the trailer's yeah. just like... Gore! Yeah, the, tra- the trailer didn't even show really, trailer, really I Slenderman. I don't know anything about Slenderman. I just know that Slenderman exists and I know that what he looks like. But I, I know that know. Slenderman exists and he's coming to find you. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I just don't know where he came from or what... The, like, I just know that like mainly little kids are into Slenderman. It is a weird It is a weird time for a Slenderman movie to come out. Because it was like three years ago, right? Oh, probably longer. Like when Slenderman was in his boom, probably like 2012, I want to say. Like, yeah, 11, like, 12. That was the height of Slenderman. And it's also post the um what should be like a an ip damning incident of two girls who were so obsessed with slender man that they nearly killed another girl a tribute for slender man and they, they'll be like character. now let's make a horror it's, it feels like it's perpetuating something I, I when it was first announced i thought it was going to be about their sacrifice yeah. which i think would be while in- i've seen the documentary Oh yeah, that's right. There's a documentary. There's a documentary. But that's why I think I just got my wires crossed because I was like, yeah. yeah. The the documentary's strange because it doesn't know if it wants to be like a true crime documentary or like an expose on the mythology of Slenderman, and they don't really complement each other. All right. So, so twenty fourth of May, the big one, almost halfway through the year, uh, we got Solo, a Star Wars story. We kind of talked about it at the start. Yeah. Well, well like it, it runs like one sentence. Like, what do you think it's going to be? I am very, very interested. I. I don't actually think it's going to be terrible. I think that the guy they've got to play Han Solo, a, a Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, he was so good in um, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. I loved him in Hail Caesar. What would you do without me, Jeremy? Thank you. Um, <laughs> like, I just really enjoyed him. And he's a very entertaining screen presence. He's got a, like an energy to his face. Charismatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, and, and he's just genuinely interesting to watch. And I... I, I mean, I'm interested. Out of all of the original Star Wars characters, Han Solo is definitely the person who you go, where did he come from? And uh, I'm actually interested in where he came from. And and I think that his character I could... I know where Darth Vader came from. Is that Darth Vader origin? I would also maybe? like to know, at the time that Darth Vader was growing up, what was the trade negotiations like? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that really gets Always me going. Sick prequel boot. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like cautiously optimistic saving any kind of judgment for a trailer even then i'll be optimistic even if the trailer gets torn to shreds online which i'm sure it will no matter what but um which is i mean i wouldn't want to be releasing if i was in disney shows but um yeah i uh like when it first was announced and lord and miller got attached to it i was like cool it's gonna be amazing because every single one of their films sounds like a bad idea that's what they do they take bad ideas and they make good films but with 2021 20, and 22 Jump Street and Lego Movie for the uninformed. Clive the Yeah, true. <laughs> I, just, I, I just gave AJ a very sassy look. Yeah. Um, and they also did the Klein High TV series. Yeah. 
Um, That's not inherently a stupid Yeah, idea. yeah. But um, that was also Bill Lawrence. So. Bygones. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, cautiously optimistic. I still think it's going to be, on the whole, enjoyable. But I, I, I hope it feels different. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed that they got rid of Lord and Miller because it felt too different. Yeah. Because that's what they should be Which doing. Which the same thing happened with Gareth Edwards and, and Rogue One. Yeah. Well, they didn't get rid of him, but they had to reshoot it. So it felt more like a Star Wars film. Uh, here's my my because there I don't know if you guys I, I know Richard you have Jeremy like there have been there's been leaked info uh, not about the plot but about the production basically it sounds like a shit show uh, like basically like Fantastic Four was a shit show. yeah 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 no right. like legit like oh, Fantastic gosh. Four would be a good well Fantastic Four do. like was an actual shit show because um, Josh Trank like in the like locked, studio locked apartment in- and like the studio the apartment the studio was paying for and smeared feces all over the walls <laughs> really yeah apparently <laughs> whoa <laughs> um, that's next level okay um, no apparently Alden Ehrenreich can't do it like apparently he's terrible <gasps> um, before before Lord and Miller left his performance was compared to Ace Ventura um, which is a weird like if that paints any conjures any well, but then when I read that quote I interpreted it as um the fit of actor and character is like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Okay, interesting. I don't. I, that's not how I interpret it. Not like they've doing the character in Ace Ventura. I, that's how I read it. Yeah, oh, we'll have to look into it. But um, the like and Ron Howard. I don't know. He's fine. It's like Lord and Miller was like, oh, cool. We're doing interesting Star Wars movies. We're doing like something that's different. And then you get Ron Howard, who's you know. But his it, last good film was Rush a, a gingerbread George Lucas essentially but again, like, but he's bred as a ginger the thing, but the thing is that, <laughs> the thing is that like I wouldn't want like for comparison I would not want Phil Lord and Chris Miller to do an Indiana Jones film you know mm-hmm. like I actually just wouldn't want them to do an Indiana Jones film I would want how Ron Howard to do an Indiana Jones film yeah. because yes. he would actually do a really good yeah. like, like he he gets the genre and doesn't want to bend the genre yeah. he gets what made the character good and he, he is an older director who knows his craft and is workmanlike but yeah. can make a decent movie but yeah. Yeah. I would say that yes, I wouldn't want to see Lord and Miller do an Indiana Jones movie, but I'd be kind of interested in a short round spin-off directed by Lord and Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like like I understand why But the, this isn't a Chewy spin-off. This is this no, is the guy. I understand you know? why the Star Wars episodes are being directed by um directors that don't make you go like, okay. You know, they're being directed by fairly safe but still interesting options, right? Um, but Solo is canon. This is the yeah, thing. Like, I know. So- I know it's canon. He's not, a, he's not an interesting spinoff. But if and this is this is what they've done. They they they've got. Um, this is the safety net they've got. Is that if Solo's bad, who cares? We'll just do the next one. Like mm. you're not. You're not, You don't have the problem. Yeah, it was with episode eight. If that was well, it was bad, but um. <laughs> wasn't that bad anyway are we having um, this conversation now? and like episode 8 it's like steer this conversation when this that's like yeah, say if episode 7 or 8 are bad it's like you're actually affecting the Star Wars canon yes there's like, legacy we're talking about legacy the prequels are a great example of that if Solo's bad you're maybe impeding on Solo as a character but you're not there's no sequels that you're not going to go see anymore like so if it's bad it's like okay there's there's chalk it up to you know move on to the obi-wan spin-off you know they could just move on right mm. so in that sense i'm like yeah do some risks do something risky do something different make a make a comedy make a western comedy out of solo and they're not doing that and the 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 lord and miller paradox as you said like we well, didn't say that term but you were talking I, about I don't, I, don't, I don't say that word <laughs> um you said like every every movie they've directed was a bad idea 
they, they are, and that is true. I, I agree 100%. That's why they were the only choice to do. Everyone was like, this movie's such a bad idea. They, they, yeah. they hire the patron saints of bad ideas. <laughs> exactly. But why was a Han Solo movie a bad because idea? Because... I don't care. Like, I would rather see something that is completely original with, with maybe, like, I'm excited for the Obi-Wan movie, but that's the last spin-off I want to see about a tentpole character in Star Wars. I don't want to see any more after that. No, I want to see, no, I see I'm the sorry. Max Rebo. I'm sorry. Like, the Han Solo origin story is not a bad idea in the same genre or level as, like, a Lego movie or 21 Jump Street movie. Well, no. it's And a lot of the backlash for announcing a Han Solo movie is that, like, the origin... You're doing an origin story of a character... Like and like casting a young version as well, I think mm. was like one of the huge right. things. Is like Harrison Ford was young in the first one. You're casting someone who is effectively going to turn into Harrison Ford in two years. It's not going right. to be Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's my here's my um kind of here's what I'm struggling here's with. Here's my is, juicy nugget. Is I don't I don't claim to be like the the producers of Star Wars are ten times better. And, and what they do then I can, like I'm not someone who goes like oh they shouldn't have done that because I don't know I'm not a producer I'm not like a I don't know the game you know but if I was in that first meeting with Disney they've just bought Lucasfilm they're like we're gonna do Star Wars spinoffs and someone goes Han Solo I'd have been like no and like what's, what's your idea like, like I would have immediately mixed it and they didn't and they've let it get to this level where it just sounds like it's going to be a, a terrible. I think one fire. of the like, cool things that they could have done is the original concept art of the Han Solo origin story looked like Chandler Riggs from The Walking Dead. That's what they should have done. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, again, we don't know anything about the film, so I'm reserving judgment. But like, to make me, and no, I am, I am still really excited for it. But like, the raising my eyebrows at like, oh, what are they doing here? Cast like a, a young kid. That's like a scruffy, a scruffy street urchin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a cool idea. But I mean, Lena Carissi and Donald Glover. I'm, I'm still excited for. Some. Yeah, that's 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 good casting. And I don't know. It's more just like if you're going to do a, if you're going to take what is probably one of the most, if not the most, beloved fictional character in film history. Yeah. Right. And you're going to do a, a, a spin-off movie where it goes into his origins, which is one of the reasons people like him is because you kind of don't know that He's much mysterious. about him. He's mysterious. Then you've got to you've got to pull something out of your hat. Like you've got to do something that amazes people and makes them go, of course, this is why we needed this movie. And that's why they brought Ron Howard in. <laughs> I don't but think apparently, so. I disagree. Apparently, Ron, like, is Ron Howard, there's like directors guild... Um, rules as to why like as to when they fired Lord and Miller it's like because if they'd shot any more of the film they would have had to credit differently and stuff like that so then they'd shot about 80% but apparently Ron Howard has shot like 70% of the film but then like Donald Glover said I didn't really shoot with Ron Howard much so I don't know and but he like completely recast a character Mm. Um, like Michael K. Williams was going to be playing a CGI character now Paul Bettany's playing a human character to replace it Mm which is weird anyway like a reverse um, jab of the heart the next week yeah the next week which is a, a weird like now that these two films are back to back is we've got Deadpool 2 aka Untitled Deadpool sequel which as far as I'm aware is the official title <laughs> which would be amazing I love that so much if it's, it was called Untitled Deadpool sequel <laughs> it's so good um, the trailer the Bob Ross trailer that came out you saw that one yeah hilarious i loved it i thought it was so funny the way he says betty white 
Like he's just Ryan Reynolds is no, knows what he's doing, man. Like yeah. that, it's he's, like he's it's like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. It's yeah, just yeah. the perfect marriage of yeah. Or um, Harrison Old. Ford and Han Solo. <laughs> I, I would literally watch Ryan Reynolds do anything, but I need. I've just realised that I'm undercutting my own thing by the fact that I haven't watched Green Lantern. So <laughs> I will watch Ryan Reynolds do anything. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm excited for it. I've, I've, I'm a, you know, I don't have anything really to say about it other than hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get too meme pooly and like a lot of, um, you know, all Deadpool should do this. Like, just like this is why just your random fans online should not write films. Mm. Is because like leave well, it. There's a whole people. subreddit dedicated to it. Yeah, called to Deadpool it. should. And it's just like Deadpool should do, this. and it's like it's it's horrendous i kind of like some deadpool shit ideas but i'm a fucking idiot so yeah okay. what's next um 7th of june oceans 8 oh, it's yeah. gonna be good i'm, I'm looking forward to it cool, it's gonna yeah. be great i like the fact that it's not a reboot it's actually just another film in the same universe as yeah. the original films i it's, think that's a great way of doing it because you're not saying oh look these women are those characters mm. they're actually they get to be women who are their own characters and it's just in the same conceit in the same universe as the existing oceans films. yeah my main thing would be aquafina don't use your stage name it looks fucking horrendous <laughs> on the on the poster um the the tagline for this film is like one of my favorites of all time mm. every con has its pros that's such a good tagline yeah. mm. um it's interesting that they're killing off danny ocean i like other that official well she's at his grave in the oh, trailer okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like that. So okay. yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I've even seen Oceans. No, oh, the Oceans sure. movies are great, but the but, best, um, the best thing, and a very Oceans thing to do would be to like have it that it's they've killed off Danny Ocean and she's at his grave, and then actually he's the one that at the end is like yeah, the yeah. sort of reveal of the yeah. heist. That's, and, that's oh, what I'm do you guys want to put money on that? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's almost that's, that's hundred percent. Like George thinking. Clooney is in this movie, but he's not promoted and he's yeah, not yeah. part of the promo of it yeah. at all. But it's like that would be great. But then at the same time, that's kind of like taking away from the like female empowerment of like, oh, don't worry, we're still tying it to the man one. No, but, totally, no, 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 because Julia Roberts rescued them, and um, she was she's she was part of rescuing yeah. the original. Um, but I think it's funny that they're, they're, they're doing Ocean's Eight. So, like, because if there's bombs, there's just going to be Ocean's 8, 11, 12, 13. They're obviously doing this to start a new trilogy of 8, 9, 10. Hmm. Possibly. That makes sense. I just thought it was another number. But, um, no, will, will this be 2017, 2018's Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle? And that on paper it's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then it's just a real well, time. Because Steven Soderbergh um, produces a list of every single thing, he, every piece of media he consumed that year. Um and so, like, every episode of a TV show he watched, every book, every short film. Um, he's, he's seen Ocean's 8 12 times. He's seen really? it 12 times last year. Because he, he directed the originals. He's producing this one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, that's cool. interesting. I mean, I'm sure he has to watch it a few times. Um, 21st of June. Jurassic- Make it stop, please. Oh. <laughs> 21st of June, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I think it's going to suck. Yeah. Gonna it's suck. got it's got Chris Pratt in it. It's not going to suck. It shouldn't have Chris Pratt in it. That's that's the like that's my main gripe. No, of you it. want you want it to suck. No, I well yeah, kind of. But if you if you don't think it should have Chris Pratt in it, you want it to suck. No, I'm saying fine. Just Chris Pine, like someone like someone with as equal like Chris O'Dowd, like Chris O'Dowd would be great. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> you totally undercut my revelation of Chris O'Dowd in a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, he's he's in the it. MCU as well. And I just realised that yesterday. Is he? He's in Thor: The Dark World. So they've oh, got okay. like Chris Pratt, Chris um, Hemsworth, um, Chris, Chris Evans, and Chris O'Dowd. Um, no, look, the main problem based solely off the trailer. 
The trailer was so bad. It's just... There is... And the, the... I mean, the original Jurassic Park sequels had this problem too. There is no way these characters would go back to the island. That's true. It's so fucking stupid. You're gonna... You're gonna live, but other people are gonna die. Claire, you should be in jail, first of all. <laughs> and that's Bryce Dallas Howard's character. But, like, all you need to do is cast someone equally as likeable as Chris Pratt. And which... You're gonna be like, oh, no one's likeable as Chris. There are people who are likeable. The Rock. The Rock. Sure, as oh an example. Gosh. We're just slowly, guys, we're slowly getting to the point where and The Rock can't... and Sofia Vergara and... are going to be the only people in any movie. The main character in, in the Jurassic World sequel is a soldier. They've gone to the island because people would go back to Jurassic World. Well, the, the whole thing, I like, on paper, there's a volcano on Jurassic Park. I'd be like, yes, that's amazing. Combine it with a natural disaster. That's awesome. But then you wouldn't go back there. Like, it, it's so fucking stupid. There's like... I'm sure they're going to address it in the film because it's so there. But, like, the reasons they go back in the second and third one are, like... The second one's good. The Lost World is a good reason. Well, like, the third one's a good reason as well, I reckon. Yeah, It's that he was tricked into going back. Yeah, yeah. um, Because, you know, some shithead little kid, like... Got lost. Got lost on the island. But, um... There's just no reason to go back. Like, the, the whole thing of, like, we created these dinosaurs. Should we let them die? Yes, that's the answer. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, uh, Chris, I haven't seen the trailer. Chris Pratt's so. going back to save his, his raptors. Oh god! Yeah, so there's, a there's a volcano on the island, island. and yeah, <laughs> what are the odds that a volcano would be on the island and be going off like in a, in his lifetime? <laughs> like, you know, like it's it's very convenient. Movie odds, but but like, and I said this when we did Jurassic Park for film franchise Four Nights. I With would Gus Johnson. I would love to see my example, but you can do other examples. My example would be Jurassic Waters. Do a do an ocean dinosaur movie, do a snow dinosaur movie. The like, thing about the ocean put it dinosaur movie different. is it doesn't need, like that's that's a huge threat because <laughs> like dinosaurs in space. I mean, I'd kind of prefer that to wow. just fall and kick them. Cool. All right. Well, we're not anticipating that. Maybe. Vol- volcano is a great idea, and I'm sure there'll be some amazing visual stuff. There'll be some amazing action sequences. But they said apparently, like, but so they said the trailers only like the first thirty minutes. Like whatever so they always say that. Yeah, but um, uh, next week uh, after that we have Sicario to Soldado. I haven't seen Sicario. Denny Villano, or however you say his last name, is not directing it. Therefore, I am not anticipating it as much as I would have. Yeah, because he made that film. I mean, the cinematographer made that film as well. But I, yeah, I'll literally watch anything like, he, he makes now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that, I mean, Sicario, the first, it was a beautiful, amazing film. Uh, what made it so good was Emily Blunt's character being in the position of the audience surrogate. Like, you were with her mm-hmm. through this incredibly, and it was just exploring, like, a current issue that's very, that was, at the time, was extremely current. It was extremely, you know, it was right on, you know, what you were, what, you know, people were very interested in the idea I, the fact that she's not back for the second one, um, I just think it's. I don't, I don't. Where it finished, it wasn't begging for a sequel. I'm not yeah. interested. I, I quietly think Denny Villeneuve will be quite like in in 30 years. We'll look back and he'll be one of the greats. Oh, I totally. I mean, he's eclipsing Nolan for me as like yeah, the I filmmaker agree. of our generation. I agree. Uh, also, that day we have The Incredibles too. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, in Pixar, we trust, right? Yeah, I, I really hope they do a time jump. I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not as interested in them battling the Underminer and finding out that Baby Jack Jack has powers. I heard a rumor that it was going to take place 
you know, however many years it's been later, and Jack Jack was going to be this, he was going to be the villain of the film as, as a teenager. I thought that was a great idea. Mm. Like that, that's such a cool idea. But that's they're showing that there's not going to be time jump from what we've seen so far, and that disappoints me. I mean, the thing about Incredibles too is that it is legitimately the only time I've ever finished an animated film and gone, I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, and the fact that it's one. actually, yeah. So when I when I watched the first Incredibles film, I was just like, I immediately want to see the sequel. And the fact that it's taken them this long and this many Cars movies to <laughs> get to the Incredibles two, I'm just like, okay, Pixar, you've got me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those we don't, we'll only do it if we've got the right story. So. I, I trust them. Yeah. I, look, Incredibles. <laughs> Whereas with cars, they're like, we'll only do it as long as the sales for our previous cars merchandise has dropped off. I, cars I, 3 is, I'd love Cars 3. I, I love Pixar, right? And I would say, while I, I love all of, a lot of their films equally, I'd say The Incredibles is probably objectively their strongest film, I reckon. Um, and yeah, it, it's been begging for a sequel for however many years, over, over a decade now. And it's like 14 years. Look, if, I mean... They, until Finding Dory, they were kind of. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Off and on with their, their follow-ons, like Toy Story 1, to, uh, Toy Story 2 and 3, I would say are just as good, if not better than the original. Um, I would say Monsters University was on par, or not on par, but not bad. Not as bad as everyone says. Yeah, and Finding Dory was bad. slightly below what I what I wanted it to be, and who even cares about cars? So, like, we're cars kind of... Cars 3 is good. We're kind of in the state where it's like, Incredibles 2 might make or break the should Pixar do sequels argument for me. Mm, that's interesting. Fifth uh, of July. This one kind of interested me. That Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, that we like we're, we're done with three Marvel films by July next year. This year. Huh. That seems that seems crazy. Yeah, that's they're just cramming nice. them all into the first half of the year. Be um, Ant Man and the Wasp. They just revealed today for when we recorded this uh, a new photo of um, Ant Man and the Wasp in costume. Uh, Marvel's first film with a title female character. Yeah, I don't know about it. Okay. <laughs> I reckon it'll be good, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I feel like Ant-Man is the most forgettable of the Avengers, like, which is sad. First of all, they they cast Paul Rudd as a superhero. I'm sorry, he's a great actor and he's very funny, but I'm not interested. I didn't see the first Ant-Man. I it's all right. I immediately forgot about his role in Civil War and... I'm not going to see this film. Well, apparently, because this is this is a weird one where it's it comes out in between Avengers three and four, and apparently it's set in between them. But like, when is it? Like, it feels because of what they've said about Avengers three and four that they're like supposed to be. They've, it seems like Avengers three is going to end with like like Empire Strikes Back type evidence with the heroes objectively losing, and then you know they battle Thanos again and Avengers four. That it's like, why? How are they going to have time to have just this little side adventure for Ant Man mm. and the Wasp? But they, I, I, mean, I don't know. But I, I'm surprised they're doing it in that order. I would have done if I was in charge. I would have done Black Panther. Someone was like, "Oh, and then we'll release Ant-Man the Wasp." Be like, "No, next." Um, no, I'd be like, 
we'd do Black Panther, then Ant-Man and the Wasp, then right on the cusp of New Year, do Avengers 3. Four. Oh, oh three. no, oh, sorry. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hotel Transylvania. Three. <laughs> I thought that was already out. Like, yeah, that's a out. monster vacation. I, I had no idea that wasn't yeah, out don't yet. Don't care. Twelfth um, of July. Uh, skyscraper. Have you either, either of you guys heard of this film? Oh, uh, remind me who's in it. And the who's... Rock. Yes, it looks amazing. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, same director. This looks incredible because it's like it's it's basically San Andreas but the Towering Inferno. Yeah, hmm. like, yeah, same director as Central Intelligence, which, which was way better than Hannity. Right, so good. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't heard of it until I saw this thing because it was like getting later on in the year. It's like one of the only ones that had a poster, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's got the Rock in it." <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'll pretty much go see most things that the Rock's in now, Fair just because he's very enjoyable. Nineteenth uh, of July, Alita Battle Angel. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I, I I'm intrigued by this one. Because I like Robert Rodriguez um, as a director, but he's never really made like his. Apart from since that, he hasn't like been that consistent. But I think he's really talented. Um, James Cameron's producing it. That's he bought the rights to Battle Angel later years and years ago. It's a it's a manga, and he he just held onto it forever. And everyone was like, hey, James Cameron would make the perfect Battle Angel Alita movie, and then. He and so, like it was to the point where people would be like, "Oh, James, when are you making that thing?" And they're like, "Oh, so well, you you can't call it, you can't make a movie and call it Battle Angel Alita because it doesn't start with an A or a T, which all of his films start with an A or a T." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll have to call it Alita Battle Angel." And now it is called that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never realized that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then now he's, he to get it made, he got Robert Rodriguez to direct it, and. Has potential to be like his big kind of blockbuster that I, I didn't I didn't know it was Robert Rodriguez, which changes my interest slightly. But I didn't watch the trailer. I yeah. saw it came out. Trailer's and interesting because it's like they're doing these the big anime eyes on like on a normal on a live action human person. They should have just this, cast Amanda Seyfried. This is and, yeah. and, and <laughs> great. Cool. I, I I have zero to to less than zero interest in this film <laughs> from the description that you've given me of it. Oh yeah, I, I don't know that much about it, but I'm I'm intrigued by. The atmosphere around, and I, and I want it to be good. Um, also, that day, Jeremy, I feel like you might be more interested in this one. We've got Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I am. I would. If someone gave me, like, put a gun to my head and said, go to one of those two movies, I would go to whatever James Cameron had produced because I do not at all want to be anywhere near a theater that is showing the sequel to Mamma Mia. So, first of all, Mamma Mia is an actual Broadway musical that was one of the first really, really successful uh, jukebox musicals, which is, for me, as a lover of actual musicals, I hate jukebox musicals because it's taking songs that were written totally out of a context and basically saying, well, everyone loves these songs and we want to make money at the theatre, so let's put these songs and like ram them into a, like a story that doesn't make really doesn't have to make any sense with these songs. But everyone wants to come along and hear these songs sung and danced live. So... Let's let's put that in a theatre and everyone will come and buy them because they love the music and they're all baby boomers and we just want to do everything to get baby boomers to spend their money that they have now, um, that they don't have children at home. So Mamma Mia is the perfect example of that. 
The problem with the sequel is that there literally aren't enough ABBA songs left <laughs> that are successful and memorable to fill out an entire other musical, which is why there has not been another musical that's come out in the theatre. But because the movie made so much money and because, let me tell you, friends, producers are so aware that baby boomers have more money than ever coming out of their houses and fewer children than ever living in their houses and taking up their money that they really do nothing else except for sit around and watch like midday movies uh, which is when I looked at all the movies coming out this year one of the biggest problems in film right now is the rise of the baby boomer movie and I tell you what Mamma Mia 2 is the absolute gold fucking standard of what makes this trend a problem so you'd say you're not looking forward to it? I mean I'll go see it <laughs> <laughs> what, um, yeah, what do you, you like Moulin Rouge that's a jukebox musical no, see the thing is that yeah. See, Jeremy, your point's invalid. Just well, erase no, that no, whole Sorry, part. let me let me rephrase. I'm interested to know why Moulin Rouge is an exception. Because the thing is that Moulin Rouge is not a jukebox musical with all of one artist's okay. songs. Okay, they took songs that actually made sense. They they wrote basically. It's like they wrote a story. Like yeah, and, and the thing is that Baz Luhrmann's very good at this. Whenever he does film, like I mean, Romeo and Juliet is well known to have like at the time one of the most successful movie soundtracks of all time because he took like music that fit the emotions of the existing story and said you know like this this music is modern but it fits with this sort of old story so he's actually pretty much a master at using music and film to match the emotional arc of the story that's going on and moulin rouge is actually pretty much an existing story it's based on an opera called madame butterfly um Mm -hmm. and so it's not at all the same. Okay. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I agree. Um, <laughs> shares in it, though. So that might be cool. Um, 26th of oh, July, we've I got... I love Meryl Streep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 26th of July, we've got uh, Teen Titans Go to the movies. Is that, go- is that a theatre? Yeah, it's called Teen Titans Go to the movies. Yeah. Okay. It's literally in the title that's going to the movies. Yeah, I mean... I don't like... I've never liked Teen Titans. Apparently, this version of the show is way worse. Yeah, yeah, same. So cool. That didn't apply to that. All right. Um, 2nd of August... Mission Impossible 6. Is this going to be the one where I finally decide to watch the five that I haven't yeah, seen same. and then go to the cinema? I've never seen any of them. Oh, never. wow. Okay, so... Mate, we should do it for, for Franchise. We, we should, because it's like every since the fourth one, maybe even the, even the third one, I was like, oh, I should watch the other ones and then go see this one. And I've just never gotten around to... I, I never even like made a dent in it and watched the first okay, one. Okay, so as the newly crowned Mission Impossible expert in this room... What an honour. I will tell you that... I have the opposite thing of every time I've gone and seen every single one of them at the movies, despite myself, like, because I can't stand Tom Cruise. And I even, I, I couldn't really stand him even before the whole Oprah couch jumping thing. Like I'm, rage a, of it. I'm an OG hater of Tom Cruise, but I would have gone to the Scientology stuff, but well, that's, you're, you're that's, a couch jumping. To be honest, like the Scientology stuff only really came to prominence. Like when he did that. Um, anyway, people started paying more attention to it, but Every time a new Mission Impossible movie comes out, I'm like, nah, this is going to be terrible. And then I end up going and seeing it. And I, within the first 10, five, 10 minutes, I'm just like, this is awesome. Oh, this is so, man, Tom Cruise is so great. And then as soon as the movie finishes, I have to go, damn it, Tom Cruise. He is just such a great movie star. And that's what happens every time. Yeah. So. I hope there's a scene in it where Henry Cavill shaves his moustache. Because, you know, they said, like, when you see the movie, you'll know why he couldn't have shaved it. Do you know about this, Jeremy? Oh, because they the had to digitally, thing, yeah. Yeah, 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 digitally remove it in Justice weird League. Baby mouth. Um, I didn't notice the weird baby mouth. Isn't that interesting? Everyone always talks about it, but I, I didn't. I, I was looking for it and couldn't see it. Baby mouth. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. I I'll see it if we do it for our podcast. That's yeah, what I'm we kind should. of saving it for. Yeah, it's one of those films now that I like don't want to just watch them in my own time because we'll get yeah. it. Second um, <laughs> of August, we have the Predator, Shane Black's film. Oh, cool! I didn't know that was coming out this year. Yeah, I think it was supposed to come out eighth of February. Is this like a reboot of Predator? I think it's a sequel. Technically, yeah, technically a sequel, but yeah, it's like a rebooting of the franchise, okay. reinvigorating. Of the Shane franchise. Black. That's the most interesting thing about. Yeah, it. I wouldn't have because he, he's seen in it. the original. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've never seen any of the Predator movies, but the first one was good. First one's it. real cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we have ninth um, of August. We've got Scarface. What? There's a new Scarface. Coming Please out. tell me this is a prequel to the live action Lion King. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chadwick Bosman. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scarface. What you for? Um, uh, written by Coen Brothers, starring Diego Luna. I had no it's idea. It's a remake of Scarface. Scarface coming out. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to remake those movies. Please, come on. Next thing you're going to be remaking The Godfather and that'll be terrible. Well, Scarface isn't actually a very good movie. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, and 23rd of August, we've got The Meg, which I wouldn't care about apart from the fact that like it was everyone I know has worked on it. The Meg? Yeah. The, 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 um, about the giant shark. It's got Jason Statham on it. Never heard of it. It's, it was filmed in New Zealand. Huh. Like you, you know people, you like know months. people that have worked. I on I didn't that. know Jason Statham was in Auckland. Man, read the news. Anyway, twentieth um, September, Goosebumps Horrorland. You say read the news, but I knew all about the solo scoop, and you. <laughs> we read, we both read the news. We just read different. Goosebumps news. Horrorland. That's news. pretty cool. I didn't see the first one, but Jack Blacks. I thought it got renamed, didn't it? Yeah, it's good. Got renamed to Goosebumps Horrorland. I thought it was called Slappy's Revenge. Yeah, and then it got renamed to Goosebumps Horrorland. I heard Horrorland before Slappy's Revenge. Yes, but then it got renamed Goosebumps Horrorland. But I heard it being—it was announced Goosebumps Horrorland. Okay, this is a Horrorland like, now. Right, let's um, fact check. Look, Here we go. Are any of us actually going to go see this movie? No. Okay, well then, what? don't need to check. It's fine. <laughs> um, after that, we have... Oh, same day as Goosebumps Horrorland, Johnny English 3. What? Oh, God. When, when did two come out again? <laughs> okay, one came out in like 2001. Yeah, when I was like 15. Two came out in like 2011. And like, oh my gosh. Like, is this, a, this is what I was going to say about Mamma Mia 2. It's like, these are movies that don't not deserve sequels, but they deserve a sequel like a year and a half later. No one's hanging out. No one's like... They're making another Johnny English. No, you, know, you know who's hanging out? Who? Rowan Atkinson. Because it's literally the only thing he's done since Mr. Bean that's been remotely successful. Man. So every now and then he'll look at his bank balance and be like, hmm, I cannot do a Rowan Atkinson voice, so I'm not going to try. But like, hmm, it's getting a bit low. Might ring up the old studio and see if they're willing to have another outing for Johnny English. Yeah. Yeah. Was Mr. Bean's holiday before or after Johnny English Reborn? Uh, it was before. Okay. Oh, mm. oh no, that was. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of the Bean movie. I no, don't know. Bean, yeah, Bean. Holiday. yeah. Bean. Bean. All right. Okay, yeah, that's fine. AJ, you're right. Um, <laughs> what? No, let's move on. <laughs> no, no, let's move on. Goosebumps real quick. two titled Goosebumps Horrorland and returns Jack Blake as Arl Stein. That was 218 days ago. Goose, uh, Jack Blake returning for Ghost Goose Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps sequel Sleepy's Revenge was 18 days ago. Yeah. 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 All right, don't gloat about that. Yeah. Oh, the hills you will die on, AJ. Oh, my gosh. Um, 27th of September, Robin Hood. It's a new Robin Hood movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. Stop making them. Taren- <laughs> Who cares? Taron Egerton as Robin Hood. Uh, I, that movie, I will not see it, and it will not be good, and no one will say. Let's, um, Tim, it's an Tim Minchin's playing Frytuck. 
Let's not encourage them. Let's let's just <laughs> yeah. all decide. No let's, one go see it. No. And also that day, twenty seventh of, of September, um, we've got Smallfoot, an animated movie, and it was one of those ones where I was like, "What's this again?" And so I clicked on it, and I was like, "James Corden leads," and I was like, "Never mind." <laughs> Wait, isn't Smallfoot one of the characters from Land Before Time? That's uh, Littlefoot. That's Littlefoot. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, Smallfoot, it's, it's like Bigfoot's son that doesn't want to carry on. See, what's interesting is that at the same time, there's another movie coming out called Son of Bigfoot, where Bigfoot, and this is a kid's movie, Bigfoot has a kid with a human woman, and it's about the- And that's a kid's movie? That should be an adult <laughs> the horror. Part, the part Bigfoot, part human kid. But yeah. it's, it's good that both movies are coming out this year. Smallfoot doesn't look too bad. From what I've seen of it, I just, I just, I was like James Court on never mind. I thought um, it was Channing Tatum. Yeah, he's also in it. Oh. Hey, I think he voices the lead character. But I think maybe James Corden plays his dad or something. Right. Eleventh right. um, October, we've got First Man. Not really much details on it, but it's the Jamie Giselle film, the mm-hmm. Neil, Neil Armstrong biopic. That'll, oh, yeah. that'll be good. That'll yeah. be. It'll, one it'll of, be good. It'll be. will be one of the best movies. Oscar of the year. bait. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in this year, I'd kind of, I kind of I wonder, welcome Oscar. I wonder bait. how um, it's going to tie into jazz. It's my one question. <laughs> yes. Uh, not my 18th, tempo. 18th of October, not my tempo. We've got uh, Mowgli. Yeah. Talking about not my tempo. Have you ever seen La La Land? That movie certainly wasn't my tempo. Um, AJ, is this the most disappointing films of 2016? Yeah, see La La Land? No, it's no, not. I know, Jeremy, it wasn't quite um, your tempo either, was it? Mowgli, yeah. Um, Andy Serkis's Jungle Book film. He got kind of screwed over where he's like, I'm doing Jungle Book. And then John Favreau's like, I'm doing Jungle Book. And I'm a way faster director than you. So and I'm also backed out now. by the enormous power of Disney, <laughs> yeah. who like did the original property that everyone knows. Yeah. Or the original film property that I, everyone knows. Yeah, this one, it's going to be apparently closer to the book, a lot darker. It's got a good mm. cast. I, I, like, I really like Andy Serkis. Like, he seems like a real cool dude. He's, really? He's, I think he seems like a dick. He's, I think he seemed, he's, he's, I saw him on Conan and he just looked funny. He's talking about how you do motion capture, and I was like, "This is really interesting." Like he was talking about how you look at a character design and go, "Where does that character carry their stress? Mm. And is it in the head? Is it in the chest? And that's how you kind of play it." And I was like, "This, this is I, I'm really into this kind of thing." Um, I th- yeah, I really like Andy Serkis, but I am <laughs> so uninterested yeah. in watching another Jungle Book movie. Mm. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like a trailer might intrigue us, but um, yeah, the thing about Andy Serkis that I don't like that he's very much like. Um, motion capture performances should get Oscar nominations. And people are like, well, you know, like it's it's not just the actor; it's it's a lot of people put it. And he's like, no, they don't. It's all me. Every like when you see Caesar, like I could do that without Weta. It's all me. I deserve an Oscar nomination, and that kind of rubs me the wrong way. To be honest, though, like when you see when you see the like performance to like the, the, those videos that show you his perfor- his facial performance through to what the character actually did. You are actually, at this point in technology, you are actually seeing his facial movements and the way he decided to move that character. Basically, they are just... It, it's like saying that... It, it's essentially like saying that you you can't give a Best Actor nomination to someone who used heavy facial prosthetics without giving it to the makeup department as well. Because at this stage, CGI is essentially makeup. Well, yeah, that, that, I, yeah, that's actually that's his example. I would is say CGI is just digital makeup. I would say that it is. that his his argument to to maybe defend maybe what he could have meant he might not have meant this, but I feel like those two awards are uh, th- those two people are different awards. Like you'd give the visual effects guys an award, you'd give an acting award to a visual effect. Yeah, and character. and I think that it must it must suck for him that Lord of the Rings got such kudos for the visual effects for Gollum. And basically, they would have got visual effects awards that l- were largely in part because of how convincing Gollum was. And he got none of that 
praise. Yeah. And people weren't even recognizing that he actually had anything to do really with how impressive that character was. They were like, oh, the visual effects are amazing as if he wasn't even in the film. He was just adding a voice to it. But actually he really put his body on the line for that work. And so I kind of get why he's like, hey, you've got to realize like this is actually a performance. This is a Yeah, but I think with someone with like his line of work that he's chosen, he should be oh my gosh yeah like it's 50% me 50% the VFX artist because the reason you go and watch Planet of the Apes is, and believe it is because it looks so good it's not like if, if the CGI was 10 years earlier the film wouldn't be as, as, as enjoyable no, because no, but, you're like but then again, but, but again you're making like, an like, argument for the fact that we should also be appreciating the costume design and the makeup yeah, well, because like, I'm just saying that like in his like specific line of work he shouldn't discredit the people that because like if you read his comments he's not just saying like yeah like i more recognition for um for motion capture performances he's saying what they do isn't important and it so is to to those characters and you can't discredit it especially when you rely on it so heavily to get work i would this agree is a real interesting conversation i would agree more with him than i agree with you because essentially I think that, yeah, like the other decisions, the, the production decisions that are made by all the departments in a film don't get anywhere near as much attention as the acting. Like we, we award actors. We don't, we don't really pay much attention to anyone in the production. But where technology is at with motion capture right now, because it's capturing the actual motion and then adding on to that digital effects on top of the motion that's captured the animators are it's not like drawn animation anymore like it's not like the animators that were doing it for disney it's they're not they're not choosing which way the eye moves they are choosing what that eye looks mm. like once it's already like once it's moving so I, like i agree with him it is makeup it's not the performance the the visual effects team are not creating that performance they're making that performance look good yeah no, I, I, so I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's fifty jobbers, but I don't think it's because like that. You you could go and see Planet of the Apes without Andy Circus, but you can't go see it without Witter. No, but the, Andy Circus is the reason that film is so good. Like I I disagree with you. I, I when I went to see Planet of the Apes, I was like, this film, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, sorry, uh, the the middle one, Dawn Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I went and saw that. I hadn't even seen Rise, yeah. and I I just. I came away from that profoundly affected by it. Like, I, oh, it's just like, this is a phenomenal film. And the character of Caesar, like, legitimately, legitimately I cried, mm. like, at some of his, because it was so well acted. And so I don't see it as a visual effects movie. I see the visual effects allowing that performance to come yeah, through. Like, I agree with, I kind of agree with everything you say, but I just think that for him specifically, he shouldn't be biting the hand that feeds him so much because his comments are ungrateful and it's slightly like aggressive to people that like are carrying him on their back well no because well, <laughs> i think we spent way too long on this but i mean the last thing i would say on it is i also think that you're seeing you're basically dealing with someone who is an artist and who is a recognized artist in that field who keeps getting asked to come in and like direct to do like multiple so many different characters like the the number of characters he has portrayed over the course of his career in motion capture is phenomenal like he has gotten into the mindsets of 
all kinds of animals, all kinds of crazy aliens and characters and stuff like that. And yet he's still seen as like a creature, like a, a sort of an oddity rather than actually people recognizing that he is that good of an actor. He can make those characters come alive. And I think that the frustration you would feel as an artist after 15, over 15 years of basically being overlooked as an actor rather than someone who comes into special effects stuff would be very frustrating. And I get why he would probably want to emphasize how much the performances come from him. Yeah, man, this, this is great stuff. This is, it's not something I'd ever, I'd ever thought about before. This this kind of argument. It's quite interesting. What do you think? Um, I'm more inclined to probably agree with Jeremy, but like, I'm like the thing is, I agree with Jeremy, but I'm just saying he shouldn't be a dick about it in person. Yeah, sure, it's like because I mean, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I deserve Oscar nominations, but to say their work is, is well, pointless. where did you read that he said that? it's been like it's i don't know online read it. maybe like, you said it differently well no because like it, I think maybe it was it was like don't you think vfx artists deserve some of the credit he's like ah uh, nah instead of a no <laughs> and, like, well maybe it was a more like nah because that's a different that's a different can of worms like cool cool yeah yeah like good, I'm, good I'm chat, just, guys. Good chat. All right, and that's the podcast on <laughs> um, <laughs> VFX. Thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, like, like us on Facebook. My uh, final scene is my like my issue isn't with him or anything in any way. It's just he's made a few comments that seem ungrateful. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, a week later oh no two weeks later November 1st we've got <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix <laughs> do not care about it could <laughs> not care less doing fucking horrendous like you, you the, the whole Fox buying Disney thing like to me that was shit we're losing the most interest, not, not the best but the most interesting superhero universe because that's X-Men X-Men doing the most interesting things with the genre and stuff so we're talking about with Star Wars before but then I look at Dark Phoenix I'm like ah oh, yeah let's reboot X-Men you mean, before Dark sorry Phoenix. do you mean Disney buying Fox yes what right. did I say? you said Fox buying Disney can you imagine that yeah because I was because like, when you said it I was like what no that can't what? be right no <laughs> no imagine, imagine that that'd be so much that'd be way different that we'd be talking about um, things then yeah um dark phoenix is like you're adapting a good storyline that you've already tried once and failed and it's centering around the worst part of your worst movie yeah so like oh my god just talking about sophie turner sophie playing Jean turner. oh right She's fucking horrendous Jean- in apocalypse oh i didn't see apocalypse but jean 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 Grey? Jean, 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 Jean Grey? Jean. <laughs> Jean Parmesan! <laughs> um, yeah. I I mean, Famke Jansen is Jean Grey, mm-hmm. and I just don't think it's worth trying to reinvent her because Sansa is a simpering screen presence. I mean, she's done some cool stuff on, on Game of Thrones, but she doesn't have... I don't think she has the strength of character to pull off Jean Grey because Jean Grey, basically, you have to believe that she is powerful enough to overthrow Professor X and yeah. completely destroy him. I believed Fumka Jansen could do that. I don't yeah. believe that Sophie Turner. It could was do a that weird. Either. It was a weird casting decision. Yeah, it's it's her. the whole like who's a famous ginger right now? Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Amy Adams, she's busy. Isla it's Fisher, too, she's busy. Too old. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Chastain, she's also busy. Um, one that I'm yeah, Dark Phoenix, gonna be horrendous. Uh. Imagine one if it's that, the best one. Imagine that. One that I'm I'm actually really looking forward to and again being very cautiously optimistic about is um and I missed it, it comes out fifth of October, is Venom. Yeah, that was I I put that in this in my same category as uh tra- Transformers Bumblebee. Oh yeah. Where it's like I'm not sure about Can this, they do it? <laughs> but 
because just today there were there were rumours out that um, Tom Holland's appearing in it. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. So the whole conversation of is it in the MCU or not? Well, okay. So the it's like the Venn diagram of like Spider Man can appear in Sony Spider Man universe and the MCU, but like Tony Stark can't appear in Venom. Yeah. Like Tony Tony Stark doesn't exist in the world of Venom, but Spider Man exists in both. It's yeah. like the and I, th- I think that's pretty simple, but everyone else seems to act like yeah, it's yeah. And like, no, but then if he's in it, then why is it where's Captain America? It's yeah. Like, well, no, like, I know. It's a movie. Yeah. Like, Venom, like, Tom Hardy's great. It is kind of funny that Tom Hardy's playing, well, they've played both Bane and Venom, you know, two two pretty iconic superhero villains. Masks yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that he did a, um, he did a, a press release or something the other day. And he was like, "We, you know, obviously he would say this, but it was mm. like, it was, ve- it felt very heartfelt. He was like, I am trying with this. Like we are, we are trying. I'm doing my best. Just leave me alone for a fucking Venom second. Movie. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not as, um, I'm not as down on it as I was when I was in I just can't wait to see Tom Hardy dancing. Yeah. Was he dancing? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man 3 reference. All oh, right. Um, nice. Well, you said six Spider-Man 3 burned. <laughs> 8th of November, we've got Holmes and Watson. This is a film that there's like not really anything oh, else about. Oh my gosh. So it's um, Holmes yes. and Watson, but with um, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell playing Sherlock Holmes. And um, Where have Johnson. those two been? Well, Where have they been? They've, they've been taking a, well, a well-earned <laughs> break, i.e. they should have taken a break a long time before they stopped making movies last time. Um yeah, I mean, it could be good. <laughs> I mean, those two back together and doing like a period piece I think, intrigues me. I think those two taking on a famous pairing, I'm I'm interested in that. Because the thing is that what the best the best way to do comedy, especially for people who like, you know, like to push push the boundaries and stuff like that, is to take established characters that have boundaries and allow them to exist within boundaries that you you know them and you expect certain things and allow them to push push those boundaries but don't break all of them like because and so slotting them into established characters i think is very interesting because when they're left to just create something out of nothing Mm. there's nothing for them to push out against it's just you know and that's why stepbrothers was funny because you had an established idea of like a familial relationship and what you already expect with that you also had like um the other guys which was a sort of buddy cop movie and they were like doing a, a funny buddy cop movie this john c Riley's not in that oh place. crap sorry sorry i'm just thinking about will ferrell, will ferrell. Yeah. yeah 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 um but yeah, I mean, I think Holmes and Watson could be funny. This this is a classic example of like, don't do a sequel, just do an, a film with the same comedic pairing. Yeah. Like, you know, even like Ghostbusters didn't need to be the 2K16, didn't need to be a Ghostbusters film, just make any film with those guys. And like Horrible Bosses 2 is like a weird example. It's like, I would have been fine if you were just like Jason Sudeikis, Jason Bateman and um, Charlie Day are just in a film again and chuck those guys in his cameos. Yeah, yeah. But like, and so I like that they're doing this. They're just like, what's a funny idea that Will Ferrell and John C. Riley could do together? And I would love if the film was just them doing silly British accents. Isn't it interesting looking at who's played those two characters just in the last, like, 10 years alone? Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Patrick... No, uh, Ian McKellen have all, you know... Yeah. I think it's a really good... Will it's Ferrell. A, it's, a really, it's a really good argument for why copyright should actually exist for longer. Yeah. So, so, like, and this is Jungle Book as well. Like, all these... Like, Peter Pan keeps getting remade it's just like or oh shorter my. jeremy 
Potentially. What's that? If it existed for... Because the, the big argument is that it shouldn't be as long as it is now. No, but the thing is that when it's longer, it's protected. So not as many people can do stupid stuff I know, with but it. That's because we're left with the, this one pool of, of, of different characters like Sherlock Holmes and Juggabook. If, what, who is it? Superman is, would nearly be out if the laws were still in, in place. Mm. And anyone could make a Superman movie. You know, that's kind of interesting. If we had more um, free... What's the word? Free, free open free. source characters open, yeah, open source like characters to to use then we would have the opposite I, solution i completely disagree saying. because the, the, How do you com- I don't get- because the, the problem is that movie like movie studios these days only want to take bets on established um yeah, identities. So, so i think jeremy's saying that it would force people to make new ideas you're saying wouldn't it be fun if they had more ideas to copy like you're going like if they have to copy ideas it'd be cool if they could be copying more ideas and Jeremy's saying they should just not be able to copy Yeah, because at the moment, like if you don't have the copyright for a particular character and you want to make a certain type of movie, you <laughs> actually just have to make up your... <laughs> your idea. Your pardon. <laughs> you, have to, you, you have to make up your own story. You have to... Whereas if you... It's like basically no copyright on IP leads to lazy storytelling and leads, leads to lazy movie making because you don't have to be creative. You can just take someone else's character that they created ages ago and you can just go, well, we're going to do our own take on it. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand completely what you're saying. I'm saying that, like, you know, there's been a bunch of shitty Batman movies recently. It'd be cool to see someone do a, do an interesting, or you know. But I want to. I want to see someone do something yeah, I agree. new. Like, I, I, I agree. agree. Yeah. I, of course. Um, and then after that, a week later, Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Ah! Horrible title. Don't care. We'll I just really it. want it to be named. I, I just know that when it comes out, it'll be like Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's like I don't care. I'm gonna see it. I'm probably gonna enjoy it to an extent, but I, I could not care less about the Fantastic Beasts franchise. There is, there are good ideas in the sentence. Let's do Harry Potter spinoff movies. That is not a bad thing like, to say. Let's is good. I'm let's is a that. one. That's, like that's it's very, it's welcome. Like, it's very welcoming. It's yeah. It do it's like you know. It's you know we're gonna go out and make something. Yep. Harry. Yep. Like let's do Harry would be like a if you left out of that. Yep. It's not great. Yep. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Let's do Harry Potter. It's like oh you know there was a good friend. Let's do that. Yeah. And then spin. Yeah. Spin class. Good for you. Spin off. You know, you've all got off the ideas. opposite of on. And who wants to be on all the time? <laughs> all right, what's next? I love it. You were like, yeah, Richard, just what do you do? With this? <laughs> just keep going. Keep, keep going. No, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I've said this on this podcast at some point, but Fantastic Beasts should be standalone. We've, I think we talked about it on Most Disappointing for some reason. Yeah. Like, they should, should be episodic. They're finding a new beast each movie. Then you can do a hundred of them. I don't give a shit. But, but they, like... They shouldn't be called Fantastic Beasts now with the way No, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't care about... They just about, announced today all five are going to take place in different cities. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about Grindelwald. I know. Don't try and make it a prequel. Like, yeah. just make it a standalone spinoff. Or, or do the Star Wars approach and just do a bunch of standalone stories set in the Harry Potter universe. because yeah, it's a rich universe they've created. Mm. Yeah, and you can do a Fantastic Beast. You can do a Grindelwald Although, story. to be fair, I welcome more Eddie Redmayne. Anytime yep, Eddie Redmayne, I welcome oh, him. Ezra Miller's good. And also, yeah. like, Eddie Redmayne in that character specifically, very charming. I really he's like him. He's basically the, yeah, hu- he's he's, he's the live-action equivalent of Paddington. Yeah. I think you're going to say Hugh Grant. Um, he's the live-action Hugh Grant. Um, 
29th of November, getting close to the end of the year. Well, 22nd of November, I skipped over this one now, but I'll say it. Is the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Do you guys, either of you guys know about that? Nope. It's like, a, it's a yes. new live action Disney thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's similar to Wrinkle in Time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth mentioning that's coming out. Um, Let's talk about it. Jeremy, are you anticipating that movie? No. 29th of November, we've got How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Hey, cool. An- yeah. Animated awesome. one starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm, I'm such an apologist for Seuss movies, man. Like, I love Dr. Seuss. And and yeah. like I think the the Ron Ron Howard's Grinch. I am AJ. I speak for the movies. <laughs> um, I, I Ron Howard's Grinch. I consider to be like a movie that is that is like ahead of its time. Like that movie. If you go back and oh, watch that, it's like it's like art direction porn. Like that movie's art direction is so incredible. Yeah. and it's funny. And it, there's nothing wrong. It was with Ron that movie. Howard's last good movie. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that movie, but I feel like it's it's not remembered too fondly for some reason. Yeah, I don't know, I think cool it's a real movie. good movie. Cat in the Hat. Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat was, you know, that wasn't that. Yeah, was the that's reason why, why they can't yeah. make any more. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then, then um, Horton Hears a Who was great. I loved, I watched that movie so many times when it came out and I was a teenager. Yeah, I, was I, was like, I was like 15 and I bought Horton Hears a Who on DVD yeah. and watched it over and over again. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I feel like I've seen it. There, sorry, there are DVDs on my wall for those who aren't. <laughs> is it behind us? Is it watching? Is it, watching? Is it um, listening? I actually do have discs for the wobulous world of Dr. Dr. Seuss on the wall as well. Um, so you'll see this movie. Yeah, I'll see, oh, and, and the, like the, 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 the Lorax as well. I felt the Lorax um, was a really solid example. It was almost a masterclass on how to adapt a short story to a feature length. Because it, it basically said, okay, here are the rules of the Lorax. So we all know, you know it's very environmentalism themed. And like, how can we expand that? And I think they did it well. Like, there's the bad guy bottles water, bottles air in the mm. Lorax movie, and that's like his thing is that you have to buy air, like clean air. Well, I th- like you know? it's cool as well that like because you never see the bad guy in the. It's like you just oh, see this different, arm. different characters, but yeah. Um, yeah, you just well you just see this arm the in the book, the Onceler. Um, but then in the movie, he's just a dude. Yeah, and that was like a cool like how they're going to do this, and then oh, and Danny DeVito as the Lorax. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Grinch, it could be all right. I th- it looks like, because the poster for it, which was just recently revealed, is like a little kid Grinch. Yeah. And it's like, he gets meaner and it's like... And do you know who's... Uh, Jeremy, do you know who's playing The Grinch this time? I do not. Do you want to tell him? Benedict Cumberbatch. Isn't that a good idea? Benedict Cumberbatch is The Grinch. I think it's great. I'm a Cumber Grinch at the moment. I, like the, his 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 choices recently. Um, yeah, haven't been a fan. What was his choices recently? Well, maybe mainly Smog. Thirteenth <laughs> <laughs> um, of December, taking a fucking long time to come out. This one, more Legends. Huh? Mortal Engines. Oh, right. Peter oh. Jackson produced one. Right, yeah, yeah. That, I didn't realise it was so far away. That that movie looks like um, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson made Lord of the Rings. Best, you know made his name like the best some of the best movies ever made um and then he middled around for a bit with with like pretty like lovely bones lovely bones king kong didn't get a very good reception when it came out and kept teasing us with the damn busters movie and has still not made it um and then then he made the hobbit which was like the worst Uh. thing he could have done um i like those movies but i I understand and respect the critical reception they got and now he's like okay what what have what have i got left to do and he's like okay i can't do more lord of the rings because people hated it when i went back i'm gonna adapt another world like definable world because this is this isn't fantasy this is steampunk you know he didn't direct it though what mortal engines he's not directing mortal engines no i thought he was no he produced it oh i thought he was too 
Did you think he was? Yeah, I thought he was too. Oh, I'm I'm actually shocked by that. Is he not yeah, directing? No, he didn't it. Um, <laughs> who cares? It's <laughs> like his. Um, it's actually kind of a nice story. So, like the person, it's like being it's the directorial debut of the guy. Oh, who, Christian, what's his face? Yeah, like I, I think so. I can't remember his name, but he's like he's done his storyboards since like Brain Dead, and so he's like been there right with Peter Jackson. Like they've been. Like he, he's he's it's basically like Peter Jackson credits this guy as being like just as good as him kind of thing, but he's just never been able to make it into the spotlight. So he's like, "Dude, I'll put my name on this film. You make it, and then we'll." Oh, that's you'll, you'll that's real interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm slightly more interested in it now that it doesn't seem like a desperate effort to to do to for like the third attempt to make lightning strike twice. So yeah. Yeah. Color me well, reevaluated. I'm interested to see it because I know like three people who are in it. So you know, oh, nice, cool, cool. Twentieth yeah. um, of December. Did they got... make the trailer for Peter Rabbit? No, the same. Twentieth of December. Good day for AJ or bad day. Um, good day. Uh, Bumblebee and Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, cool. What, oh, cool. What one do you want to talk about first? Let's go. Bumblebee into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Okay, that's the movie I want to see. We we've talked about Transformers plenty um, on this podcast. And Spider Man uh, and Spider Man. Look, Transformers, Bumblebee. Do you know anything about this, Jeremy? No. Okay, first of all, it stars Haley Steinfeld. Are you objectifying it? Yeah? I'm um, objectifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, <laughs> it's set in the eighties, which is ex- just something the Transformers movies need. To- it's just like a coming of age. Film you know what the Transformers movie need? Tell Transformers me. need <laughs> Transformers movies need to yep. stop. Oh, it's been directed by the guy who did Don't Care. Two Strings. They need to stop. So it's been. I feel direct- like you don't care too early. Yeah, it's been directed by a guy who's probably a better director than than Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> it's easy to probably be. A but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I genuinely think it might not be that good, but I think it'll be the best Transformers movie. I think Transformers as a property has the sorry. I think Transformers as a property has the potential to be good. Yeah. Um, but. The not other great. Has a, like I like I like the first one, but yeah, like it, it, it'll be interesting to see a different director's voice behind it. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I'd love to see a an eighties set transfer. I, I mean, I'm, it's a very I think it's a very good idea, and it's a shame that there's a stigma attached to Transformers movies because yeah. I think it's a good idea. Same day, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Have you seen the trailer, Jeremy? No, it's like a new animated Spider Man movie, and it looks very sort of different. So it's Miles Morales, um, the Black Kid. Yeah, not Peter Parker. So he's like he's a lot younger. He's like only thirteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's um, and yeah, it's animated. It's it's done in like a real interesting cell shading kind of style where it looks like a comic book. So did you do you ever see um, uh, like the Peanuts movie did it where it's like a it's it's a lower frame rate animation. What's another movie that did it? Um, ah, I'm trying to think. Anyway, it's it's like it's CGI, but it doesn't look like your typical CGI movie because it's a lower frame rate, so it's almost replicating stop motion, more more akin to something um, like Nightmare Before Christmas than right. Than, okay. Um, not not art, not an aesthetic like look, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And how how it all moves, um, and yeah, and so the way it's done is that the shadows and highlights have that comic book dots, you know, right. So it's, you- a, it's a consciously animated film yeah. rather than like what we take as like sort of the yeah 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 you know digitally animated films where it's as smooth as you could want it to be yeah it's one of these films where it's like they they chose to animate it for the stylistic choices yeah um so it's written by lord and miller um and yeah the, so the spider-verse is like across time 
and dimensions there's a bunch of different spider-men so you've got miles morales you've got peter parker there's 2099 there's like a noir one there's spider ham um and peter porker yeah and so you've got all these different and so like it looks like this one's gonna be i'm probably this is probably my most i mean i said it at the start but it's probably the one i'm most excited for this year yeah. Just, like the, you should watch the trailer Jeremy because the trailer blew me away because it yeah. was one of those like there was like oh there's an animated Spider-Man movie coming out and it's like this is weird and then just one day it's like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse trailer and like they hadn't even announced the title mm. up until before that and then it's just this like incredible breathtaking trailer um, yeah so then we've got Christmas and then after Christmas Aquaman it's it's uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what Aquaman's going to be. Has the like. potential to be pretty good, I reckon. Aqua, Aqua. But mm. like, you so- an Aquaman or an Aquaman, Jeremy? Aquaman. Aquaman yes. Um, it's interesting because James Wan's director. He's good. He's a good director. But like, in Justice League, the Aquaman scenes looked stupid. When like it goes down, and everyone's holding their breath, and then they're like, "Step into this bubble, so we don't have to animate a background properly, and we can just talk to each other." Like it's literally like. Whirl the water around so just in the background there's like running water and they can just stand there and have a conversation and after the film came out james Wan's like no there's nothing like that in my film why would they not talk about this at uh, dc of how you, how are you going to do dialogue it's scenes like, underwater it's like the difference between the female warriors and um the, the what they wore in, yeah. in justice league versus what they wore in wonder woman yeah. like you're just like okay you're in the same universe you're the same company talk to each other reuse the costumes the same actresses are wearing them yeah yeah you could argue that you know they, they sit like 80 years apart or you can also so argue the costumes got skimpier dc dc and what i interpret as a last last ditch effort to look cool in front of everyone i'd said that they're not even doing it at expanded universe they're like oh yeah it's just yeah, those letters DCU. Uh, d- the U didn't stand for universe. They didn't. They didn't. They no, didn't. Coin that DCEU um, was a reviewer came up with it as a joke, and then it somehow stuck. They have never said we're doing an. Ex- they've done. They've like. But they have. But they have. Hi- they have like stated that these people are in charge of the DC. Like yeah, it's I agree with you, but I'm yeah, saying their the actual argument. term DCEU has never been used officially. Ah. It's um in Batman v Superman reviews. They so just like the DC to come up with yeah, the ideas yeah. for all of these individual movies at about the same time. Yeah, of course, of course, and they're doing it because of Marvel. But I think if they if they really wanted to prove themselves, they'd say whatever to continuity and casting they just yeah. make completely well, and they have they've, they've talked about doing a leonardo dicaprio joker movie before <sighs> which would be funny because i hate jared leto and richard hates leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> and now both will have taken on the mantle of, of the joker um <laughs> and like like the 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 batman the matt matt reeves reeves matt reeves batman movie that's been in production for ages it probably isn't going to have ben affleck in it and probably won't even you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you throw away continuity and just have it's it's the Spider Man in the Spider Man universe and the Marvel universe kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe every Justice League movie establishes the cinematic universe, but then all these standalone. But the problem movies is you can't both. you can't do the, the thing is it's not as satisfying. That's that's the thing. You you can say that it's um, it might be more interesting, but it is certainly not as satisfying to have a justice league movie with one-offs playing all these characters right like it's it's or if they'd done that first if the first dceu movie was justice league i think that would have been a really cool decision um but but the the problem there's then if you really love someone is like okay imagine if chris nolan had made 
two Batman movies with um, uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, and then the last one he just randomly hired someone else. Sure, that's a. You see how that's a bit different though, because yeah. those are direct sequels. Was we're talking yeah, about for sure. Batman. But I think that with if you want a Batman movie to come out, and then two years later you want another Batman movie to come out, it's going to be seen as a sequel. Like the movie oh, yeah, going yeah. public is not as highly into franchise lore as you guys are <laughs> so people are just gonna be like oh it's the sequel why has it not got the same I've person i've gone <laughs> i'm into franchise lore um, i had no idea same we've only got a couple movies left um well kind of um same day uh ralph uh ralph breaks the internet record ralph too. oh god i keep fucking, forgetting about this movie one of those fucking horrendous titles Boy, who would win in a fight between fantastic beast the crimes of grindelwald and wreck it ralph uh, no. ralph breaks the internet wreck it ralph too. all i want to see is wreck it ralph like re-upping the photo of kim kardashian from the front of paper magazine <laughs> With like her butt like out and like looking I'm, backwards, it's like oh, Ralph breaks okay. the internet. I'm, gonna, I'm so interested in how they bring back all the Disney princesses. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about everything. And I think we talked about this on Soda Popture, like when this when the news came out. I'm gonna talk about everything that pisses me off about this. One, it's been too long to do a Rick Ralph sequel. In my opinion, it's the same problem with with. Mamma Mia and and Johnny. It hasn't been quite as long, but I feel like Rick Ralph needed a sequel quite soon after the original because i feel like it's not people's minds anymore secondly no one sees anything breaks the internet anymore that that well that went out of fashion to say before the first wreck ralph okay thirdly wreck ralph 2 is the subtitle i hate that i hate it so much fourthly ralph breaks the internet is just a stupid phrase and fifthly fifth and finally there are so many good good ideas for wreck ralph sequel titles like what like wreck ralph online super wreck ralph like just use a video game convention and call it that wreck ralph online's good yeah Don- donkey ralph yeah 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 sure i don't like, honestly i would prefer that like, <laughs> I, I just and also the fact that it's going to be set uh, it's going to as we discussed before it's going to have disney princesses in it and all these like disney and characters star wars and, and like it, iron man's gonna wh- be in it why are you doing that with wreck ralph he, he goes to we love disney.com and, it's, and, it's, and he meets and he meets R two D two and C three PO and Robert Downey Jr. and every and they bring back like all like Jody Benson's coming back to voice Ariel um, and like like all these like all the original voice actors that are still alive are voicing. You can the, do that with Ready Player. Do that with Ready Player One. These are coming out the well, same year. Yeah, well, oh. that's that's Warner Brothers though. Uh, I know, I know. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm saying as an example, like I dig the idea of like I loved that the first Rick Ralph explored the video game universe. That was its rule that all video game characters exist in the same universe now he's going to break the internet now they're going to meet each other like first of all when i think of of a character traveling to the internet i don't think of movie characters being part of that right you know? think i don't of, think of disney princesses you think of like racist youtube stars yeah well i mean kind, you know you know what i mean though like like if it was ralph goes to hollywood yeah, then, like yeah. ralph meets logan paul yeah like like it's your your <laughs> Imagine that movie. <laughs> Ralph Ralph upsets the unboxing videos. <laughs> like kind of though. Like it just it it troubles me because there's there's it's very masturbatory to go to WeLoveDisney.com. Yeah, and like even the emoji movie, which I haven't seen and isn't good, they were like, our world is the world of apps. We're gonna go visit all the different apps. Yeah, that's a like blatantly obvious advertisement <laughs> but it's still stuck to its own world like i just i don't dig it i don't dig leaving video games behind i think stay with video games yeah i think it'll be good do you i, I i'm i'm 
course, that would have missed I've it. Only, yeah. I guess I've only heard you say bad things about it, but we only know the title, so... Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's, I only know the title. I love... I like... I... I love Rick and Ralph one. I don't like the idea of like, go, but I'm I'm excited to see we love Disney.com. I'm excited to see him meet Iron Man. Um, yeah, but I, like, it felt like when I read that description, it felt like I was having a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. one of those dreams where all your favorite characters meet up in one thing. And yeah. It doesn't really make sense. I'm, I'm very it. intrigued to see it, but in fact, I probably call it my most anticipated film of the year. Oh my um, goodness! There's also 27th of December. We have got Bohemian Rhapsody. The um, Queen biopic, which Rami, recently had what's his face? Rami Malek um, yeah. playing the roles. This is the one that Queen were able to sign off on and say, "Yep, like Freddie dies halfway through, and then it's about how the Queen, how the oh Queen, the band is so powerful and took over." I love how we know the story of how badly this went with Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Like I just think that that's not even the worst thing behind the scenes. <laughs> You're of course talking film. about um, what's his name. What is his name? I'm glad we've forgotten his name. Brett Brett Ratner? No, no, the other it's not one. Brett Ratner, it's, it's, it's the other guy who did all the Brian Singer. Movies. Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah, he's been fired. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because he is, is one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brett Brett Ratner is the same as well, though. But he wasn't yeah, no, that, that's why I confused them. Yeah. Um, no, is Brian Singer a pedophile? Is that the official? Yeah, little, little boys. That's the concept. Yeah. Whereas um, Brett Ratner is just a pig. Yeah. But like, why? Well, he's, he's also like a sexual harasser. But he's, yeah. yeah. Whereas, I, I thought I thought it was it was um, oh, uh, legal age, but still young boys with Ryan Singer, potentially. I, I mean, uh, not to try and defend Ryan Singer. <laughs> no, I'm, what am I doing? I'm not. I'm not that interested in a Queen biopic. I'm interested maybe in a Freddie Mercury biopic, yeah, but not for um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, like that was a brilliant idea. What a hard truth for the remaining members of Queen to come to. Oh, especially because they're legitimately like, like astrophysicists, PhD geniuses, oh, as well as, yeah, yeah. full on. <laughs> like they are some of the smartest people that, you know, have ever like exists at this moment on the world, in the world. And they are on the world. On the world. I'm I'm you're saying, not, obviously. On the, on the sphere I'm of the world. Start saying on the world instead of in the world <laughs> technically yeah. this is my favorite movie on the world um, <laughs> um, but you know and, and they are legitimately amazing at they're playing their instruments and all this sort of stuff but like no one cares it's not a dynamic story there's not actually yeah you need to that, sit them down and be like guys you aren't the no one cares yeah and also it you know it should tell you something that the named actor is not playing any of you yeah <laughs> like, um that we're at the end of the year but there are a few more movies there are worry. a few more because um, so, there's one that i'm really looking forward to that you haven't said yet what is it does it come out on the 28th of december because that's what we're up to all um, oh, right what's the movie you're red sparrow don't know what that is have you guys not heard about red i've sparrow? heard of it i've heard, of it, yeah. I've heard the name I think. red sparrow it's the sequel to red turtle right <laughs> yes, one hundred. No, Red Sparrow is um, the new Jennifer Lawrence vehicle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's why Hasn't I don't that care. Been trailering for a while. Yeah, yeah. It looks amazing, but the best thing about it is it's basically like someone went. You know what? You took 
so effing long to make a, a standalone Black Widow movie. You can swear, Jeremy. Someone else wrote a book called Red Sparrow, which is essentially the backstory of Black Widow. And it's been popular enough for them to actually make a movie about it with Jennifer Lawrence. That's how long it's taken you to do a standalone origin story of Black Widow. And it looks like it's a way better one because it's basically, it's got the star power of Jennifer Lawrence. And so the money that would have been poured into that movie, it's exactly the kind of money that you need for like an international thriller to make it actually look and feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer and I was like, this okay. looks great. Okay. It's also, it's the kind of movie that they used to make in the 90s. Like, and there's yeah, a couple. Sure. Entrapment. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, but even before that, like Clear and Present Danger, like it's it's it would be on VHS, sort of sexy international thriller with like you know spies and you know international locations and and all that sort of stuff. And I really like it. It's a good concept. There's a few of those out this year that we haven't talked about yet. Like legitimately movies that you know action proper action movies that are not based on a you know a superhero franchise or a, or a book franchise, um, but just good action movies that like have crime as a plot or justice or spy thriller as a plot mm. do you think that's because there's like a a welcome revolt against the like banality of yeah totally current, current hollywood because you know I mean? there's more complete you, you can't really have complexity with a superhero film yeah well and because it goes it goes through like a filter right like first there's the people like us three who go i'm sick of these types of movies we want more and those movies get made but they don't get a lot of recognition or they're very underground with the exception of like the oscars and but now now um like boredom has reached the masses like the Mm. average joe and so now the average joe is saying i want a john wick like i want to um get out you know i also have to yeah i mean i think we have to credit actual like actresses and stars who you know like reese witherspoon is a perfect example of someone who's like i'm sick of the kind of movies that i get to make as an actress i'm going to become a producer and produce really well-made great stories for women for other people and i think jennifer lawrence is someone who is picking projects really well like i thought passengers was really fascinating it was you know the kind of movie that hadn't been made in a while it was a high concept original sci-fi property um did you like it i because like I'm not, I'm honestly not trying to make fun, no, but it, it wasn't yeah. received well. No, it wasn't received well. I thought it was better than how it was received. I saw the video um, by whoever it was that like Nerd recut. Nerd yeah, Nerd 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 I thought that was fantastic. That was amazing, yeah. and I was like, that absolutely should have been how the movie was made. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, there was because I that was a film that was going to be coming out for a long, long time, and I remember reading about it, and I and I it wasn't all the Nerd Rider video that I realized it wasn't what his recut was. I, I assumed that that was the yeah, twist. Same. But then, like, finding out that... And I was like, why would you make the movie like that? Yeah. I, I think the original script was, like, his recap yeah. of it being a twist that he woke up. Yeah. But, I, th- I mean, I think, basically, you've got... Right now, I think studios are going, what is going to make us money? Because cause sequels aren't guaranteed to make us money anymore. Like, we've had three years of sequels bombing hard. And so actually now they're going who are the bankable stars and bankable stars if they're intelligent and they want to do good movies i think they can put their name to a movie that is actually going to be an interesting property that isn't just another ya film or another superhero movie Mm. yeah so um yeah so a couple of films that are undated either for new zealand or just for 2018 in general um there's one that's like i think it's due out here on the first of january but like 29th of december in the states is mary poppins returns so it's in that weird sort of thing where we'll probably never talk about it on one of these podcasts because <laughs> it comes out like between the releases but like yeah that, all the money in the world yeah that's like one of those <laughs> ones that we need to 
Yeah, I don't really have any opinion on Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, probably, I feel like it probably won't come out this year, but it might. There's a couple that may or may not come out this year. We've got um, World War Z 2, um, directed by David Fincher for some reason. Isn't that the... We've said this before. That's the biggest upgrade of yeah. sequel director I've ever heard of. Yeah. That is a... That is staggering. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a choice. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a choice about, by David Fincher. Yeah. Ridley Scott to James Cameron. Uh, uh, alien. No, no. That's they're, they're, I feel like they're relatively. They have both made really great and really terrible yeah. movies. And then and then David Fincher for the third. Yeah, movie. yeah true. Actually, no. That's the other the other um, David Fincher movie. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the third Alien. Um, um, alien Cubed. Yes. Uh, also potentially coming out this year may or may not probably looking like not at this point is Martin Scorsese's The Irishman um, going to Netflix um, so it's got um, Al Pacino Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci in it it's Joe Pesci's first like acting role in years um, he actually like initially refused to do it but it's gonna like um, it's about Jimmy Hoffa and stuff like that and they're gonna be playing younger versions of themselves and stuff like that and apparently Netflix was the only person that was willing to give was the only studio willing to give Martin Scorsese the money required to de-age these actors and stuff like that which is ridiculous that Martin Scorsese can't get a film made um, and has to go to Netflix yeah Um, uh, I just want Martin Scorsese to get uh, Devil in the White City made immediately I just I'm not interested in any other Martin Scorsese films until I see Devil in the White City you're a big DiCaprio fan? Uh, I mean, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I think that he's done some really great work. Yeah. So, like, I thought that the, um, whatever it was, the Revenant was just... Um, Trash. But he's, <laughs> he's legitimate. I mean, he's done fantastic stuff. Like, yeah. So, I, I think he's good. Um, then, uh, it comes out, like, next month, I think, in the States, but undated here, is um, The Upside. Do you guys know about this? No. Oh, this is... So- so terrible yeah film, oh, um, this is just so bad so a film <laughs> i feel like you may have seen the poster for this because it's kind of what i knew it from is, is there's a french film called the untouchables Intu- yeah, yeah. The, um, untouchables. the untouchables with um it's like a, a oh, is this the brian cranston yeah, brian yeah. cranston and kevin hart and so it's like this beautiful I drama know, called the upside yeah they, they renamed it because um, it was going to be called the untouchables in america mm. uh yeah now it's called the upside so i mean i like brian cranston i think kevin hart's a weird choice for the like serious I've seen Untouchable the, the French one. Oh, really yeah is it good um yes it is it's, it's, so it's really good, good. It's and really it's got good. such yeah. a beautiful like atmosphere to it it's just an unexpected delight and a whole bunch of its charm comes from the fact that it is there's you know it's not named actors that you recognize because it is a French film and it's like it's this experience of just having an unexpected story experience and to just Kevin Hart in there. To, well, no it's not even that like I feel like he could have an Adam Sandler punch drunk love moment where he actually does a really great job you know like that I'm perfectly happy for him to do that like Kevin Hart if, if, comedians are usually good actors it's Brian Cranston I can't no, it, stand it's just the fact that they're remaking a foreign language film that was that good it wasn't good because of the story it was good because of the filmmaking you know like the story you know that kind of story has been told many times but to just do a remake of it because people can't be bothered watching a movie with subtitles just depresses me another example which actually leads me into my next well it's not actually my next one i'm skipping to make the segue work perfectly might add it's good um, that you interrupted it <laughs> um is that 
The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The original's good, but the remake is like a near perfect film. Yeah. Um, mm, but it's true. Coming out true. this year, we've got um, The Girl in the Spider's Web. With Alicia Vikander, right? Uh, Pretty sure yeah. she's. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're like recasting. They're, they're doing. They're adapting the book that like wasn't written by the original guy. Yeah. And so it's like. Yeah, it's a weird place to just go. Mm. Like, so they'll... Yeah. What well, else? Again, I'm interested. Uh, we've also got God's Not Dead 3, A Light in Darkness. Sweet. I'll be, see- be seeing that. With um, Melissa Joan Hart's reprising a role from the second oh, one. Fantastic. fantastic. There, we've also got Undated. Don't think it'll come out this year. A movie called Overlord. It's a World War II horror film. Um, potentially in the Cloverfield universe. Um, JJ with Bad Robot. JJ Abrams producing. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. And then finally, Creed 2, which was on my most anticipated list. Cool. Uh, you're missing one very exciting film. Do tell. It's called Annihilation. Oh, oh no, yeah, I, yeah. I did have that written yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Annihilation's one that I... So embarrassing I for you, Richard. Deliberately know nothing about. I know Natalie Portman's in it. That's, that's, that's the entirety of my knowledge of it. Writer and director of Alex Ex Garland, Machina. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I, I want to see it, but I've I don't know a single thing about the plot. Oscar Isaac, yeah. Um, the, so the girl from Jane the Virgin. <laughs> so um, I mean, essentially, it looks amazing. It's it's kind of a again like a high concept sci fi kind of thing about an well, unknown an unknown happening on the yeah, earth. Well, the latest is that it's going straight to Netflix in uh, either the UK or the US. Like one of them's getting it straight to Netflix because. Um, the studio's like it's too intellectual people aren't going to get it we're not bothering to put it in cinemas yeah the two trailers that are out are like super different one's like yeah. a what this looks like like the next arrival kind of movie and then the other one's like it's a fun action take your friends to kind of movie yeah so I'm interested because I don't know yeah anyway thank you very much for listening that's how my most anticipated films of 2018 so everyone what's your most anticipated film Three, two, one. Spider-Man, Spider-Man into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. All right. It's the most anticipated film of the year. Um, come out at the end of the year. The, yeah. Cool. Thank you, cool. everyone. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, keep an eye out for our sequel to this. Um, what are the most disappointing films of 2018? I totally thought you said Kevin Hart for our sequel to this. <laughs> He's going to be on. Um, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. <laughs> About the upside. Um, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes and I need to get this written down. Instagram, we're on Instagram, um, and also I just want to quickly plug something that I've done recently. Um, if you go to Facebook and type in AJ's Movie Club <laughs> into Facebook, I've started a movie club. So I mean, if you want to join that, and we can watch, we we vote and watch on a different movie to watch um, and discuss each week. And this was the first week we're doing Twelve Angry Men. So cool. We're not going to watch like Marvel franchisey films. We're going to watch like the greats. So actual films. Yeah, yeah. Come come along and join that if you like. Come 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 along. Fine, final words, boys. Thanks. This is the year of Rosamund Pike. We haven't talked about that, but Rosamund Pike is in so many movies this year. Really, Name don't. one. Uh, I can't, but well, I don't we're right. and on that note, goodbye. Thank you very much. <laughs>
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 